Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm, or as many of you now know him as Mad Dog Manny Aurora, when he stops into the Golden Scissors studio, he is the best when it comes to criminal law. If you got any troubles and you need somebody, reach out to the Aurora Law Firm. TheAuroraLawFirm.com, all right? Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Now, if you got a question for Manny when he pops into the Golden Scissor Studio, you can call our hotline at 404-369-3825 or shoot us a message from our website, PodcastTheBS.com. Everybody needs a friend. Everybody needs an ear, and that's why Dr. David Markwell and Ridgeline Counseling are the best at what they do. Ten different therapists who work with Dr. David Markwell at Ridgeline Counseling. If you're in the Georgia area, East Cobb, Marietta, near the Square in McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. And they assist with a wide variety of behavioral health issues like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, parenting issues, trauma, substance use issues, etc., offering virtual sessions if you can't get to the georgia stops the website markwelltherapy.com again markwelltherapy.com fall is right around the corner and the leaves will begin to well fall nobody likes the hassle of cleaning out those gutters that's where inspect all pest services comes in they do gutter cleaning gutter toppers to keep those gutters clean year-round and full gutter replacement in addition to gutters they also do pressure washing to keep your house and driveway looking brand new Inspect all pest services. Call them today. 770-483-2420. 770-483-2420. Mention the BS. Receive 10% off your gutter or pressure washing needs. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. <laughs> Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is the BS. All right, there it is, episode 114 of the BS. Thanks for being here. Day after Thanksgiving, you're 10 pounds heavier and getting ready to hit the open roads for some deals uh, in the mobile Golden Scissor Studio. All sponsored by Gorenstein and Watkins, personal injury, trial litigation attorneys, wrongful death, contracts, transactions, you name it. Tyler and his partner will take very, very good care of you. Great people. Uh, GWtrial.com. GWtrial.com. Or 470-491-0808. We appreciate those guys. Nader Tater Vader, the masturbator there in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Hola. Hola, buenos dias. How y'all doing? Good, good, good. Hello, hello. Brandon, the B-Man Thrasher Services there in Zelensky Studios in Noonan, Georgia. Hello. What's up, what's up, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Uh, And then there's the lovely, uh, and I miss her so dearly. I like her touch. I like her nearby me, but she's not because I'm not in my studio. But the vivacious Nikki D. Hello, Nikki. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> you miss me? You miss being around me? 
Of course I do. I miss you so much. I can't hardly stand it. There is something to be said about coming over, right? I mean, I know it can be a pain in the ass and, you know, drive in and the traffic, which I appreciate more than you know. But there is something to be said about that routine when we record, you come over and you see me. And you know, some days you're a little off because you're in a pissy mood. And I'm just there to kind of rebound your pissiness and like, make it all better. And it's just it's, it's a nice it's a nice thing we have going, right? I do like being in the studio better than this because this my the setup over here is stressful. I know. I you know I, I hate to say it, but <laughs> I thought during the, I thought during the pandemic we would get so used to this kind of setup that you know, and I tried to fight it. I just like stupid. I need to go back to the studio. I just do it from my house. You know, it was it was a little bit, it was a little bit different because I, I did not like um, a portion of the room. So uh, I, I was, I, I, I told my agent at the time when they wanted us to come back, I said, our show's better when we're not in the studio. <laughs> I go, trust me, it's just a better vibe. It's a better synergy when that downtime, you don't have, you know, dick in the air. And uh, I was like, I was like, and that's the whole reason why I don't want to come back. I, I don't want to come back because of that. That was the only reason. And, and, uh, and they understood it. To a point where, up until a point where I said I would come back because I was going to have to train new two new producers, which, <laughs> which, which, crazy. which, which that, that never really happened because that was a big horn swoggle. <laughs> fucking, oh God. <sighs> anyway. Uh, so, uh, happy thanks post Thanksgiving. Happy black Friday. Does that offend you, Nikki? That is still called black Friday. Do we need to change that? No, it doesn't offend me. Okay, just checking. I th- if I were black, it'd offend me. Like, well, I got to be black Friday. Why not? <laughs> well, it's essentially saying you're going to get everything at a discount, so we're going to call it Black Friday. So you can't afford the real prices, but today you can afford the prices we're going to give you. So let's tag black onto that. That's the way I take it. I've never looked at it that way. No, me neither. I just made that up. Brandon told me that. <laughs> Okay. It'd probably be worse if it was White Friday. <laughs> well, it's a White Christmas. You're you're buying on Black Friday to celebrate a White Christmas. <laughs> Let that soak in for a second. <laughs> I guess uh, a big uh, topic of conversation on our social media is, and it's now become a hashtag of free Brandon's laptop. I think that's the hashtag or something. People think that uh, you should not have given me my laptop back. Yeah, I see that. I just I just popped up one day. I was like, "Damn, there's a lot of people that have a strong feeling about this." That's what like my wife said. comments on there. That's what my wife said. My wife said, "Yeah, you know, I I didn't see it. I've been so slammed, and I'll get to it here in a little bit. The last couple of weeks, I've got ten million things going on, so I've been kind of you know jumping in a little bit on social media and seeing some stuff here and there, but I really haven't been able to participate." And she goes, "Have you seen this thread on the? I think it's on the Two Percenters Facebook group." And then just all of a sudden in the last, I was wondering in the last couple of days why all these people wanted to be in this group. Like there has been an overabundance of people asking for approval to be in this group. It's like, what's going on? She goes, have you not seen this thread? This brain and laptop thing is getting out of control. And my <laughs> wife likes to participate, which I enjoy. I like it because when she steps in and she'll call me out, I mean, Rachel has no problem calling me out, but when she tells it like it is when there's truth. So there, some somebody on there said that I gave you said laptop when we worked at the radio station, which is not true. 
No, we, we, we talked about it, but I never actually got the laptop until uh, we left the station. Well, if we did talk about it, we didn't talk about it on the air. Yeah, we did. It was like kind of a bit. No, oh, was it? Mm-hmm. You're like, you can clean the cabin or something like that, and then I'll give you this laptop. There was like some kind of deal we had worked out or something, and then, you know, the, the week after you got fired. See, that's, yeah, that's why I thought he gave it to you, too. I didn't know it was a loner. See, see, that's that's the problem is I'm too good at what I do. I'm too good at the bit. People believe every fucking thing I say. <laughs> <laughs> like there's things that I'll tell you you should believe. And then there's things that are done for entertainment purposes. That was a bit. It was for entertainment purposes. Uh, well, you gave him the well, shoes first. And then you said you'd give him the laptop after the shoes. So I thought it was real. Well, the shoe was a bit too, because I had so many of them. And it was funny because he was going around with his shoes were so dirty. And they, were, they didn't even fit him. That's hilarious. You know, so it's like, let me, you know, if I could help out, I could help out. But I'm not giving the guy, a, um, you know, a $1,200 laptop, you know. And by the way, the laptop that I loaned Brandon was my wife's laptop, and she was using that uh, up until not at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. She, she. The only reason it became vacant was because she got a new one, but that wasn't until after we all got fired. So it was the, like the week of the podcast starting. Exactly. So the idea of me giving him the laptop, I'm just going to shoot this dead in the water. The idea of me giving Brandon the laptop while we were at the radio station is null and void because my wife was still using it. It's my, it was my wife's laptop. Yeah. I think they just kind of got it confused because it was in like a same two week period from when we were talking about it. And from the time I actually got the laptop and truth be told, you could still be using the laptop right now, but your role on this show has changed, you know, and, and I'm not mad at you for it. I've told you that, you know, it's, it's a podcast, you know, we're scrounging to get by and, you know, we do what we can and uh, we make what we can make, but you know, we're not bringing in the dollars. You know, well, it's just, it is what it is. And you've got a business to run. So I need the laptop for other things, namely yeah, the, cool. the person. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm, I'm going to give me another one here soon. It's a Black Friday. That's why I'm bringing it yeah. up. That's kind of how this whole thing works. <laughs> just as, oh, that's, that's how it goes. <laughs> I'm bringing it all up in one swoop. Uh, but, you know, truth be told, you, you, you did give it back and really, really horrible shape. I mean, I'm, I'm in $160 because of your incompetence. <laughs> what? what did you pay $160 for? Well, you, you, uh, when you reset it, you did it wrong. So you delete it something. I forget what it was. So that had to be reinstalled. So the computer guy had to do that. I couldn't figure it out. I tried everything. Couldn't figure it out. He, like, actually had to purchase something for it. Like, you did something so horrible, he had to purchase something for the computer. And then the battery was dead. You killed my battery. So battery's dead when I shipped it. Now, if you didn't charge it for the week that you had it, that's probably why it died. No, no, no. I'm not saying it wasn't charged. I'm saying it was dead. Like, the battery needed to be replaced. Well, in a 10-year-old laptop, I'm sure it did. Well, okay. Well, if it was in your possession, that would have been a nice thing for you to do. Well, it wasn't. It was working fine with me. It was, I mean, I did notice I had to charge a lot more, but I thought it's because I had a bunch of apps running. I had like Adobe and Premiere and, you know, Google Chrome and everything running at one time. It would last me a good, you know, hour and a half if I just had Chrome up. And you gave it back to me in really bad shape. I mean, it was dirty. 
I mean, it, it reminded me of your gray shorts from Mexico. I, ju- I just wanted to show you how much I used it. Well, just, no, that thing was dirty. You should have definitely at least wiped it off. <laughs> thank you. I wiped the screen off with the paper towel. No, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to tear it up. I showed Nikki. Nikki, give give him give it to him. Give him the business. <laughs> it was it was dirty. That laptop was dirty. You should have gotten you some. They have wipes for electronics that you could have wiped it down. Wipes. You should have definitely wiped it and mm-hmm. cleaned it off before you gave it back. Damn right. You speak on it, girl. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but Nikki, did you see it before? No, I didn't see it before, but I, I, because I know Jason and I will give him this. I don't think he gave him the computer like that. Matter of fact, I I bet any amount of money that he didn't. Even if I did give him the computer, I'm sorry. Even if I did loan him the computer in that shape, (laughs) it would have been 10 times worse coming back. You don't loan. I mean, like you don't understand Nate. The dirt on this thing was like not normal. You know I mean? Like, if you've seen a dirty laptop or computer, you're thinking that there might be a crumb in the e uh, the button or might be a smear, you know, smudge. This thing was, there was a layer of dirt. Like, he was taking it out when he was laying sod, and he put the sod over the laptop. And then he forgot <laughs> it. I did have to use it a few times on the job site. You know, I was like, oh, God, I got to send this, or I got to do this, or I need to send this email. And so, they might have got a little dirt on there. It was so dirty. It looked like the only time he used it when he was in a sandstorm. That's how dirty it was. It was filthy. Absolutely filthy. And anytime you somebody lets you borrow something, you always give it back in better condition than what you got it in. That's Thank what you. I've always been taught. Thank you, girl. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. No, that. it has to be just as good. You can't give it back better. No, then, you give it back better. It shows your appreciation. Okay, so I lend you my new car. How are you giving me it back better? Because I'm going to bring it back to you, detailed, cleaned out, washed, and waxed. Gassed and up. I guarantee you it didn't look like that when you gave it to me. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And gassed up too, right? Yep. Yep. Fully gassed up. Absolutely. That, that would be well, better. Maybe it did. Maybe it did look better. I mean, this this computer was uh, created before, like the Mayans said, the world ending in 2012. So, I mean, it's, it's been around the block. It's not an old computer. You're just being a dick right now. I know you are, but it, it's not an old computer. These things last forever. It's Ten years old. It's yeah, so, you, so you're. I'm 47 years old. Does that mean that I'm done and washed up? I mean, it's a it's a it's a Mac. Well, you're not a computer. I'm, I'm pretty much close to it. The same phone for 10 years. Uh, no, but I do know people that have, and they're very happy with their 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 iPhone tens, or I mean their iPhone fours or five. Dra- Dra- you know our friend Dragon, he refuses to upgrade his his phone. He's got like yeah. he's got like an iPhone three or four. So the i the the newest the newer iOS systems don't work on his phone. He's fine with it. It would drive me nuts that little notification that little red bubble and hear that great yeah. it would just drive me insane but he's he, he's one of those guys that's like i just I, I just need a i just need a i just need a phone i just need a phone i don't need i don't do anything else because he's not on social media he's like the oldest 40 some year old guy in the world <laughs> <laughs> he hates people he has, i don't i don't need that i don't need that like he's he's the guy that when you text him you're lucky to get it back in a two days you know it's just he, he doesn't yeah. check his text messages yeah, well, I'm just saying you have had two or three Macs die in the last couple months, so I don't know. You might want to switch to the PC team. No, they PC. haven't. No, I haven't had any 
well, the only one that died was the one that well, didn't he? Well, it didn't no, work. this one, and then and then you bitched about the other one that our friend borrowed, and it mysteriously died. And then you couldn't oh, get yeah. your printer to work with your computer, so you had to buy four more computers. Yeah. I, you got to get off this Mac thing, dude. They're not helping you out very much. Now you got to get a new computer for your your studio. Just saying. Well, Peace, look, so the, the, the studio computer I'm upgrading. Um, yeah, because the other one crapped out. No, it works fine. It's just uh, I I just went cheap on it. That's my fault. Oh, okay. The well, laptop, not, the laptop, not cheap, is it? It looks nice. Um, it's not cheap, but it's. I say it's Apple. It's not cheap. Yeah, it's yeah, not. Sure. It's not cheap. It's just the the basic model that you can get. So mm, for okay. what we do, and what I want done, I need that new M1 Ultra processor. You know, I need I need I need some speed to my my gimmick. Now the other the, the laptop that you're referring to that in your air quotes that mysteriously died. The lesson here is don't loan your laptop to anybody, <laughs> or don't borrow anything from Jason because it always breaks. <laughs> then he blames you. It, it, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's the rule of thumb. Even if it isn't your fault, it's your fault because you're in possession. Nikki, would you agree with that? I agree with that. If you're borrowing Nate's car, if you want to go back to that, if you're borrowing mm-hmm. Nate's car and there is an issue with the car. It's my fault. It's your fault. Absolutely. I, blamed, I have to get it fixed and I have to pay for it before I give it back. Absolutely. No, if there's an if there's an issue of an outside circumstance, but if, if the car's transmission just goes out, that's not your fault. If somebody hits you or you hit somebody, then, yeah, you got to pay for that. I would feel responsible. You know, when Ariel's friend died on our vacation, that's my fault. You know, I mean, she came back to life. Everybody knows the story, but, well, you know, so. Well, yeah, it, well, that is your fault because <laughs> you, you let a girl that can, can <laughs> not swim the greatest go snorkeling in the Caribbean. She that's can probably sw- the best decision. She can <laughs> swim just fine. It was a freak accident. It was, But that was my responsibility. I never, ever once approached her mother for any of the expenses um now granted i got all the back because i was smart with the insurance stuff the travel insurance again little psa if you're traveling overseas uh out of the country spend the extra hundred and some bucks and get travel insurance get it get it get it get it get it get it you just never know what can happen uh, and it, I, I get feedback from people that, that, that have done it because of it. And actually one person had to use it and it came in handy. So I'm just saying, can you buy it while you're down there? Like, do they know where you are when you're calling and say you need insurance? I think you have to buy you it before to, you go. When you purchase your ticket, it gives you the option. Oh, okay. So it's like through your airline. Well, I can, I know when Delta it does, uh, mm-hmm. like after you purchase your ticket, you know how they blow you up with all these different things. Like, do you need a car? Do you need a place to stay? Do you need a new watch? You know, and it's like all these different things. And it's, this is one big Delta's website's horrible, like big commercial. But, uh, at the end it asks you if you want to purchase travel insurance, it's one of the options it's through Alliance Alliance mm-hmm. Alliance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with a Z. With a Z, yeah. <laughs> so you know it's legit. <laughs> it's, for, it's from the it's from the 80s. It used to be called Boys, but now they went to Alliance and they just kept the Z. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. I'm going on a trip next month and I purchased that insurance. And I don't know why I did it, but I did. <laughs> they send you a separate email and everything. Yeah, and the policy number. And, and keep that handy. Put it in your notes. 
just in case you, you know, make sure you have the phone number, the policy number, and the date that you, uh, the policy went into effect. And put that mm-hmm. in your notes so it's easy to, because what's going to happen is if, God forbid, you have to use it, you, you're, you're, you're buying it because of my experience. I mean, it's a smart move. You know, where are you going? Chicago. Oh, I don't know if you need it in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> He said overseas. I said, I, said, the I, I, said, I said out of the country, not out of the state. <laughs> what are you doing? That's why I said I don't know why I bought it. Okay, I agree with you. I don't know why you bought it well, either. <laughs> actually, if you're going to Chicago, you might want travel insurance. <laughs> or at least medical. <laughs> your, your insurance will, well, your insurance should, which I've learned, by the way, now that I'm a self-employed individual, and every year, you know, you have to re-up your insurance. Um, then, you, you know, you go to that healthcare.gov site. Let me say this about the website. It is very user-friendly, right? I know when it, that's the Obamacare, right? That's, that's right, Nate, the healthcare.gov? Yeah. Okay. I yeah, re- the Affordable Care Act. Right. I remember when that whole thing first started, and it was a clusterfuck, right? And I remember you talking about it because you went on it to get it, and you're like, oh, this is a thing. But I've learned over the past two years, it's actually very user-friendly, extremely user-friendly, and you can call them and get somebody on the phone almost immediately. And every single time I've called to talk to somebody to walk me through it, because when it comes to that stuff, I'm stupid. They've been extremely cordial, way cool about it, very helpful. Um, so I like really, really cool. Now, my buddy sells insurance to big companies, so he's kind of helped me out to pick the right one because you know you obviously you're like your your eyes are glued to the well i'm going to go to the one with the lowest uh, premium right you don't even care about the deductible and then you're like well can i meet in the middle and this and this and that so the the one of the most important things is to look for is to make sure that you have coverage if there is a an emergency out of state and when i say an emergency i'm talking about something really big that could cost you millions of dollars. You have to read, there's a PDF that you can read on each one of these plans. And even if you work for a business, you know, you can, it'll, I'm sure if you work for a company, it's going to be in there. They'll they'll have one that covers this, but you want to make sure that you're covered a hundred percent. If you're out of state, God forbid you were to get in a car accident out of the state that you live in. And you go back and your insurance is like, yeah, this is going to be $80,000. Well, I have insurance. Yeah. It doesn't cover you out of state. Some of these policies, these off-brand policies that are on the marketplace, they don't cover you. You know, I mean, you pay you 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 pay for what you get, or you get for what you pay for. You know, so just be careful. Yeah, well, I had it when I was in college, and it was very helpful for somebody who didn't have insurance at the time. Yeah, I remember that, <laughs> like, dude. Just got insurance, man. It's fucking cool. It's kind of a pain in the ass at first. <laughs> uh, so, but going back to Black Friday, today's Black Friday. Uh, I'm probably going to be doing some shopping today. I like Black Friday. I like going out there. It's the only day of the year that I enjoy the crowds. We had a tradition going for a little bit, Nate. Remember? You guys would come over for Thanksgiving, and then Thanksgiving night, we would go to Indian Best Buy in Alpharetta, and walk around and smell everybody's armpits, not really buy anything, but just take in the sights and sounds and the scents. Uh, <laughs> it was, yep, I think, I think it, the pandemic ruined that. Yeah, 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 I know. 
So, so Brandon, you're going to get a new laptop. Um, you're going to go out for Black Friday, right, and take advantage of the sales. Yeah, I'm planning on going out today to get some good deals, but I was also thinking about going online because I think they kind of it's kind of easier to do it online. I think the Cyber Monday deals kind of have a little more off. Oh, Cyber Monday. Forget about Cyber Monday. Yeah. Yeah, Lenovo's got a good deal. They got like a lot of laptops, gaming laptops that are like twenty to sixty percent off, which always kind of sketches me out because it's like, why are you trying to get rid of these so cheap? Well, I'll tell you this. They made too many. Um, I'll tell maybe. I'll tell you this is, I'm going to have a Black Friday sale today. I have a laptop that has a brand new battery in it, and I'm going to sell it for pretty cheap. So if you're interested. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> It's clean. It works. It's got a brand new battery. It's an uh, it's a it's an Apple product. It's a it's a nice little nice little talkie box there. What you what, what you selling it for? Hey, fitty. Crazy. No, no. Actually, I need it for something. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, Nate, do they have Black Friday in uh, Mexico? Yeah, it's uh, but it's called uh, Bien Fin. It's just uh, just it's like the good end, like the good of the uh, the the end of the year, and they do the same deals, but they they have the same scams too, where it's like a couple weeks before the the Bien Fin, it's kind of like um, they'll jack up all the prices and then they discount them during that week to make it look like they're they're giving you a deal when they're really not. What's Friday in Spanish? Uh, Viernes. Viernes. Negro Viernes. Black Friday. Yeah, they don't call it here that here. Yeah. <laughs> That's but they still have. I mean, they have like the Amazon deals and stuff like that. I don't know if it's for Black Friday, but hmm. Nikki, you're yeah, not even what, you're not even getting your kid anything, so it doesn't matter, right? I'm still shopping for Black Friday. Okay. Nothing that I'm getting her. No, I'm getting myself a new life. You're by, I, you know, we, what did Rach and I ran across something the other day and I said, we have to get that for Nikki for Christmas. You don't have to get me anything, but there's a, there was something that we saw. Hopefully she remembers it. And I was like, we have got to get that for Nikki. Uh, <laughs> God, I, I hope she remembers what it was. Cause I really liked it. I was like, Oh, she's going to love this. Uh, I'm a gift giver. You guys know that. I like to give prizes for people. So I love to get prizes. You saw that thing that I got. Uh, I showed you the thing that I got for Rach, right? The, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. She's going to really like it. That's the kitty's titties really, right really there. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty badass. What's something that? naughty? No no. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, it's just, it was a, extremely cute. It was a spontaneous buy. I saw it across the store. I was there shopping for other things, and I saw it across the store. And I was like, I mean, like, literally, it was probably 15 yards away. And I saw that thing. And it's not very big. It's just, uh, you know, like, and I looked at the price and I was like, holy shit. And then I was like, oh, but it's 40% off. Like, holy shit. And I was like, woo, whoa. You know, and I was like, there's two left. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, if I don't get it, I'm going to hate myself. I'm just going to get it. I got it. And I got it. So very excited. Very, very excited. Uh, um, and we lost Nate there. This, oh, he's back. He's back. There's, if you're in a new, re, are you in a new relationship, Nikki, by any chance? No. Are you planning on being in one before Christmas? No. <laughs> I have right. no desire. Like a speed run? 
<laughs> well, usually chicks look for a guy during the holidays because they want some money to snuggle with and, you know, they want a prize. Or and that's correct. Right, Nikki? I mean, there's a good. That's, t- that's true. Mm-hmm. Some women don't like being lonely. They want to have somebody. They want to feel inclusive. So that's right. Yeah. It's yeah. Bad. We talked about it on another show. What was it called? Like a winter coat or something like that? Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, the term is called winter coating, right, where you look for, for somebody. I don't know if it's so much guys, but definitely women, you know, they, they'd like a prize. They like something, um, and they want somebody to go to their, their Christmas parties, their holiday parties. I mean, I've got parties starting up here this weekend, you know, that I'm going to. So I've got a friend's party, then DDP's party is like the first week of December. His, his Christmas party is awesome, always awesome. This year it's going to be probably a little somber because uh we lost scott hall aka razor ramon and he was there every single year he and dallas were very very tight and uh so be a little somber i'm sure they'll probably do something for him you know but ddp dallas is a huge christmas guy like he has got so many freaking decorations and he just he goes all out for he starts decorating like right after halloween he loves christmas he's addicted to christmas um, so, but you want somebody to go to these parties with, right? You got any parties to go to that you'd want to do, Nikki? No, I don't get inv- invited to any really Christmas parties. Oh, okay. Believe it or not. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I really have, I mean, other than like over to Jason's house, but yeah, I don't feel like Christmas parties are really much of a thing anymore, at least in like the 30, maybe even 20 generation, mm-hmm. um, other than your work Christmas party, but that's usually in like February. Yep, that's it. I was only a work Christmas party. I, my friends don't have Christmas parties. Yeah, it sounds like it's spoken by some people that just don't get invited to Christmas parties. I think it's still a thing. <laughs> I think Christmas parties are never, it's not an age thing. It's a. It's an always thing. You got to just celebrate the holidays. I don't, just, I'm just saying at least people my age aren't typically, just, I mean, not like it doesn't happen, but it's not like... It's not like you're getting invited to like graduation parties where you're getting like five of them or anything. You might get one invite to a Christmas party here and there. Yeah, I got an invite like maybe six years ago to a Christmas party that I went to, but it was mostly all women there. It wasn't even no men at the party. Yeah, that's the kind of party. So, okay, Brandon, what about you? You got any, Are you doing a company Christmas party for Thrasher Services? <laughs> yeah, it'd just be me chilling there and maybe my one employee will show up and we'll drink a Bud Light and eat a piece of ham <laughs> uh, but would you want somebody just for the holidays and winter coat i mean does it work both now, ways no i feel like mainly for guys it's like uh you from november to february you're not really looking for anything because you don't want to get into a relationship and it's probably not going to be serious and you don't want to have to spend these holidays with them and you don't have to buy them gifts so usually after february i think is when most guys probably start looking uh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, I agree with that from the guy's standpoint. Like I, I would never, when I was single, uh, having somebody with, I was just too busy with work and other things, uh, just was not interested. Plus I always had this issue, which is a me thing of if I'm with someone, if I'm dating someone for the holidays, I, I always, for the most part, dated women that had really good families. And that scared me. Because I wasn't, it really did. I wasn't used to it. Uh, So they would want to bring me home for Christmas. And waking up at someone else's house, a stranger's, you know, like their parents are strangers, right? On TV, it seems cool. Oh, let's bring the stranger in and everybody's having a good time. And uh, 
you wake up, they feel that they have to give you things, right? Because it's Christmas Day. They don't know you. And most of the stuff they give you is stupid. Uh, it's, it's pointless. You know, I mean, I know it's the thought that counts, but it's just everything is so awkward. And I'm really kind of channeling this one time in my life. There's just the first girl I ever lived with, this girl, Lisa. Um, we were together for, you know, a couple years. So it wasn't just like a, a short thing, but her family was so good. And they lived down in South Florida. Uh, they had some money and they were just such nice people. Like she was an only child. She grew up in a, she grew up in a only child house where life revolved around her. So she was like, Hey, you know, why don't you come home for, this was our first Christmas together. She's like, why don't you come to my house for Christmas? I was like, yeah, I don't know. She's like, what are you going to do? You know, cause I wasn't talking to my mom at the time. I had nobody. And she goes, I was like, I don't know. I'll just I'll get some food at the house. And, you know, I think I, I don't condo I was living in at the time. She's like, no, 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 no. You, you know, that's what everybody says. You got to be around people during the holidays. You got to be around people during the holidays. You know, you can't wake up on Christmas Day by yourself. I'm like, okay. And there's some truth to that. It's very sad when you do because I've done it numerous times. I've ended up at strip clubs on Christmas Day. It's very, very sad times. And so, you know, we go to our house and they have dinners and steaks and lobsters and everybody's so nice and pleasant. And then we go to bed on Christmas Eve and uh, they, we wake up Christmas day and we go out there and there's a beautiful tree and all these prizes under the tree and stuff. And I didn't expect anything. I brought some stuff for them, uh, but I didn't expect anything. They had this whole pile of stuff for me. And it was like <laughs> everything you could buy at the, the middle kiosk in the, like in Macy's, you know, all those little, like little get gitchy gadgets and watches and uh, shaving kits and stuff like that. They have out there in the middle of the floor. Right. Exactly. It was the, the glass. <laughs> that was the year I got the glass chess set. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you're wondering like what kind of prizes I'm talking about, it's the glass chess set, uh, you know, stuff like that. I've got this pile of stuff and I'm just looking at it going, I'm not going to use any of this. Like I don't play chess. I, I don't, I don't need that. You know, the little thing that, you know, like at a cracker barrel where the, they have the little golf tees and you're trying to get a, like, there's like one of those in there. Like, what am I going to do with that? <laughs> you know, so uh, it was very awkward and uncomfortable. And then you're like, well, where do you put all this stuff? So it's like, okay, well, where would you like me to put? I'll oh, just put it in the corner until you guys leave. You know, and then you got to drive back and you got to shove it in your car. And then, you know, I've got this, you know, like 400 foot condo that I live in. And like, where the fuck am I going to put a glass chess set? <laughs> like, what am I going to do with all this? Thing? So anyway, I bring this up. Um, there's a reason I bring this up. So it, I was reading an article. This uh, comes from dating.com. A bad gift is a deal breaker for 35% of people in new relationships. So nobody here on this program obviously is going to be dealing with this, but you listening might. So there was a poll, again, by dating.com, found that 71% of its users wouldn't buy someone a gift for the holidays unless they've been dating more than seven months. But 38% also said that they don't, uh, they don't, if they don't get an appropriate gift this year, they'll dump the person. So there's a lot of pressure. You know, let's focus on the new relationship. 35% of new relationships, it's a deal breaker. You just start dating someone and there's a glimpse of this could go places. Right. The, the more probably from the woman, she's like, this could be the guy and you get them a shit prize for Christmas times. There's a lot more to it than you just getting them a shit prize. Like 
Nikki, back me up on this, right? You're as a you as a woman are looking into this, going, well, down the road, what are they going to do? How are they going to act? How are they spend money? What do they think of me? Is this all they think of me as? You know that kind of thing. A lot of questions start going in through your head. No, I think if a person hasn't had enough time to learn you, with the first bad gift you give me, I would give you a little bit of grace. Now, if after that and we don't been together a year and you're still bringing me dumb stuff, then I'll be having an issue. But initially, I think I would give you some grace if you haven't known me that long. I, I've got friends. Nate and I have friends. I don't know if you know this or not, Nate. Uh, no places. Dragon. Okay. <laughs> dra- dra- going back to our buddy Dragon, right? Right. He, he doesn't buy Mrs. Dragon anything. Never has. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, what is that? Nothing. He just he doesn't. He just he's just fuck Christmas. Is he a Jehovah Witness? No, he's not a Jehovah <laughs> Witness. He's, I don't think he's anything. He's a he's a Republican. <laughs> that's that's all that's all I know about. Him. Uh, he he. And I'm not saying that because that's why I'm not why he buys it. That's just like, but that's that's his religion. He's a Republican. Um, he, he, uh, yeah, he doesn't, you know, and I remember talking to Miss Dragon, I was like, doesn't that bother you? She's like, I'm used to it now. They've been together for so long. And she wakes up on Christmas day knowing that she's not going to get anything for him. I'm like, that kind of sucks. You know, it's just, it's not cool. Yeah, no, that wouldn't have worked. Like that's my love language. Receiving gifts is my love language. And it, it doesn't have to be expensive thing. It's just the fact that you thought about me. So when I very first started dating him and he bought me nothing, I wouldn't be dating him anymore. All right. I'm glad you said that. So the next part of this conversation, which we'll finish out in the third segment, because I'll explain what I'm doing in Mount Dora, Florida. And, uh, what I've been going through and what I have to continuously go through. Let me ask you this question and I'll explain more in the third segment uh, of this episode. Is it okay to take a receipt? Let's just say on something that you're purchasing a month in advance and say, that's your Christmas prize in December, Nate. Uh, I think so. Depending on what it is. Like if you, your car broke down or something and you needed it, uh, you know, your car broke down in, in, in November and you needed it then and whoever is getting it for you, like, you know, spouse or something like that, say, oh, well, you need a car, so I'm going to get you this. This is going to be your Christmas present. If it's something big like that, then I think that's okay. Okay. Nikki? Yes, I 1,000% I agree with the price tag. Um, It's been done to me, so yes. If it's something of a substantial amount of money and somebody says, I'm going to do this for you right now, Merry Christmas. I'll take it. All right. So what's a substantial amount of money and what was it that that had done to you? I mean, for me, I think my mom bought me an Apple watch and a laptop that I wanted for Christmas, but she bought it for me before Christmas. I think in like November, maybe even a month before then, because I needed it at that time. And she let me know when she bought it, like I'm buying this for you now. This is your Christmas gift. Merry Christmas. And that was fine. I accepted it. All right. Brandon agree. Uh, yeah. Cause I like, I guess maybe when I was like 16 and 17, I knew I was on the way out of getting good gifts. Uh, so I kind of asked for them earlier and I usually like my mom will call me and be like, what do you want for Christmas? And then usually I'll just get it on black Friday. So that way, you know, it's cheaper and I ain't got to wait for it. And she's not here anyway. So, okay. So I don't, disagree with anything you guys just said 
But I disagree with the thought of it. I hate it. I, 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 I hate getting something for someone or someone getting something for me early and saying it's a Christmas prize and then on Christmas there's nothing. So I would rather, even if I needed it now, I mean, there's nothing, very few things that you need right now. I mean, maybe your car fixed or something like that possibly. Uh, but in my case, my world, there's really nothing that I would need right now that I cannot wait until Christmas. I am a big waiting for. Like, I have very little patience with everything else in life, but for some reason I have patience for Christmas. Like, I can wait. I love the best. The What's better than Christmas Day is Christmas Eve to me. The anticipation of waking up the next day, you know, and, I, and, and me as the OCD planner, I always ask for things when asked what I want. I always ask for things that have longevity to the day. You know, so it's something that I can put together, something I can play with, something I can program, something I can, you know, uh, fiddle with. So it's not just like you open it and it's like, oh, thanks, you got that shirt for me, that's cool. And then I'll wear it some other time or I'll put it on now. You know, but I need something that I can fiddle with so I can, I don't do that for no other reason other than to stretch the day. That's the only reason I do it. That's been a thing of mine ever since I was a little kid. Um, so I have a problem with it, but I have to do it this year. There's just, I have to do it this year. There's like, I just can't afford not, I, I can't afford not, not to do it this year. And I'll explain more in the third segment, but uh, let's talk to our guest first. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys, self, it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation. Watkins Law Firm dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. In Georgia, if someone doesn't perform under a contract, The usual remedy is money. While in some cases you can have the court order them to perform, usually they won't because indentured servitude is not a thing anymore. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. I want you to call my wife, but not for those reasons, you weirdo. I want you to call my wife, Rachel Guy, because you want to participate in this crazy market that's happening right now and take advantage of a house. She is the best at doing what she does, and that is a realtor with Keller Williams Atlanta North Office. Anybody that's dealt with my wife, and I know a lot of you two percenters have, uh, she's absolutely amazing. I can tell you firsthand, you know, if you're a first time home buyer, she's going to walk you through it. If you've done this numerous times before, you might learn something. She's great. So if you're looking to buy or sell, call Rachel Guy because. She's your guy. 404-797-4600. That's 404-797-4600. Let's keep it before 9 p.m. All right? Some of you call fairly late. It's a little annoying. No offense. Stress-free buying and selling, and like I said, this crazy nutso market. You can also shoot her an email. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. Sometimes it's tough finding the right tree service, like ones that'll give you a call back or ones that'll even show up. Cut and right tree service and more, they're going to do both. They're going to show up and they're going to call you back. 877-828-8846. You can also book online. 
cuttingright.com. C-U-T-T-I-N-R-I-G-H-T dot com. Female, veteran-owned, located and servicing all around Atlanta. And if you mention the BS, when you call, you get $100 off your job. Experience tree removal who care all about the details. Customer satisfaction guaranteed, 877-828-8846. That's 877-8-CUTTIN, cuttinright.com. And back to you, Jason. I bet you did not know this. Fans have more friends. Who doesn't want more friends? So then you just go... Well, I got to become a fan of something. <laughs> That's just how that works. Uh, and uh, Ben Valenta, his new book, uh, is, is that's what it's all about. Let's call it Fans Have More Friends. And Ben, you're what, SVP of strategy and analytics for Fox Sports, and you've been a consultant for everything from Nike to the NFL to the New York Knicks. I mean, how do you get that gig? Jesus, that's a sweet gig. It has been a sweet gig. I'm, I've been very lucky. <laughs> Yeah, like that's not something you go to college for, is it? Sadly, it's not. I, you know, I wish I could say that I uh, that I had this uh, premeditated plan to get where I got to, but but here I am. Yeah. Um, so when you say fans have more friends, do you mean just sports fans? Well, I mean just sports fans, and that's what the book is about. It's about sports fandom. You know, I think my my take on this is fandom of all of all stripes can create connection, right? You and I can be friends. Uh, and can connect over different things. Mm-hmm. And that, that those shared interests can galvanize our relationship. But the difference between sports and other things is sports exists at such a scale that I can drop down into a bar anywhere in the country today, and the chances of me being able to gin up a conversation with an NFL fan are pretty high. You know, the chances of me meeting somebody who's into yoga or CrossFit or Game of Thrones are relatively low, and that's the magic of sports. Yeah, and, and there's a camaraderie. You know, and that's that's why anytime I, I see these viral videos of uh, the fights at football stadiums or baseball stadiums, whatever stadium, and it's people wearing the same jersey because as human beings, we have this, you know, gang tribal mentality where we, you know, stick with people that have similar interests and we fight to the death because it's justified that we believe in the same things. So when I see these viral videos of, let's just say, two Detroit Lion fans fighting each other, I'm going, what are you doing? You guys are on the same side. This makes no sense uh, whatsoever. You're not friends and you're fans. That doesn't make any sense. Well, what I would argue for is that, you know, sports is so big, as I was just talking about, that it intersects with all, you know, all cuts of society, right? It intersects with, with our society as a whole. And therefore, we see some of the problems we have in our society. Some of those people, they, they crop up in, in sports. That's not sports' fault. You know, th- those, those two Lions fans aren't fighting about the Lions, mm-hmm. right? They're fighting because they, if they weren't at the stadium, they'd be fighting in the bar, right? They're just a couple mm-hmm. of old drunks who fight. Right. And, and we see those people in the stands and we, we sort of say, well, that's what fans are all about. But when we do that, we miss the magic that's happening right next to them. We miss the father-daughter who are creating memories. We miss the group of buddies who have come together for a reunion. We miss all of that, that connection that's really powerful. And, and that's what we want to do with this book is change how people think about fandom. Get away from this idea that it's that drunk guy you know, picking a fight uh, in the stands and think about it as, oh, this is the, the reason that I connect with my, with my own family. This is the reason that I get together with my, with my own friends. And this actually improves the quality of my life. It's really interesting that we're having you on the show. I was having this conversation with my wife the other day, and, and, and I said out loud, you know, I'm 47, and I'm a sports fan, and I've played 
college football and, you know, played every sport and, you know, I'm still fairly athletic and whatnot, big tennis guy. <clears throat> but I couldn't honestly say that I'm a diehard fan of anything. And that, that upsets me. That makes me very sad. And I forget what we were talking about. And uh, my wife said, well, you're a fan of that. You would do something that was like really crazy. And I go, I go no, I wouldn't. There's nothing out there that I can think of, you know, outside of family and all that stuff. But there's nothing out there. There's no sports teams. There's nothing out there that I am that passionate about uh, that I would go the lengths of getting buried in the casket or never moving from that city or so on and so forth. That makes me sad because those people are the people you're talking about, right, Ben? Those are the people that are the happiest and have more friends. Well, those are the people that, that I'm talking about. But it's not about, you know, exhibiting the the, the sort of fanatical behaviors necessarily, it's, it's really about just leaning into this shared passion, right? So even if you're more, a more casual observer of this, you can realize these benefits of fandom just by leaning in mm-hmm. and by saying yes to the fantasy league, by se- you know, sending that text message to your, your friend of the team who is in the news, right? Mm-hmm. Who you haven't talked to for years. The team gives you a, a reason, an opportunity con- to connect. Take advantage of that. That's going to improve your life. And I think that's really what we want people to recognize. Yes, those people that are fanatical, they enjoy these benefits, but you can also enjoy these benefits too. Wow, that's that's powerful. Nate, do you have a question for Ben? This is fascinating stuff. I love it. Yeah, I, I've noticed that uh, from your website that you have like consulted a lot of large companies. Do you seek them out or do they seek you out? Or how do you get into consulting those types of companies? Well, those are in my in my kind of my old life as a consultant. You know, those are relationships that you that you have, and and uh, sometimes they seek you out, sometimes you seek them out. Um, but but really, over time, you know, through through doing good work and and delivering uh, on on promises, you know, you develop the relationships and, and a reputation, and then that's how you find the work. Out of all these big companies that you've consulted, and we'll get back to the book. I know you. I, I feel. I feel like you don't want to talk about your past life all that much, but it is very interesting for the rest of us. But with all these big companies that you consulted, like I said, everything from Nike to the NFL to Anheuser Busch, Imbev, YouTube, ESPN, you name it. Who gave you the coolest free stuff? <laughs> oh, Nike for sure. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> going going to the Nike employee store in uh, in Oregon is uh, you know it's, if you, if you're uh, into that sort of thing. It, it, it's like walking into Shangri-La. Do they still, do they still send you the, the monthly package that they'll do with their athletes? Uh, sadly, I never got on that distribution. I, I have a friend that is a uh, professional tennis player. Uh, he's a, he's a wheelchair player. Um, actually the, the most winningest uh, wheelchair po- tennis player ever, actually. Uh, anyway, and he's sponsored by Nike and he splits time between San Diego and here in Atlanta and uh, he just he just has too much stuff, so he'll bring it down here with him. And we have a mutual friend, and I'll dig through the box. <laughs> like like those those shorts right there are seventy five dollars. I know because like I, that's why I didn't buy them. <laughs> that's a good friend to have. That's a great friend to have. Uh, some of the 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 bullet points that uh, about your book, and you did this. Let's give David credit because that's your partner, right? David, how do you say his last name? Sikoriak. Sikoriak. Yeah, he's my partner and co-author. Yeah, um, and, and so you guys got together with this this great concept, especially, you know, for for uh, for those of us that that enjoy sports. But engaged sports fans are more satisfied with their jobs, careers, and relationships, and that's one of the the things that the highlights from the book. You know, I mean, now we're starting to get into the therapy world. 
you know, in that kind of conversation. We're just not talking about being a fan of sports. Now we're talking about using sports as therapy to help out with things like jobs, careers, and relationships, correct? That's absolutely right. I mean, that's where this got interesting for, for us. That's where it went from an interesting insight that we could use professionally to a book, to a, a, you know, sort of an advocacy mission. Um, we all of a sudden proved out that, that fandom is about social connection and that social connection results in more friendships. And then we got into, well, what's the benefit of those friendships? And that's where this gets really interesting. So it's not just that fans have more friends. It's that because of those friends, fans are happier, more optimistic, more confident, more satisfied with their life, more grateful. You know, they're more likely to be registered to vote. Uh, they're more likely to give to charity. This, this whole cascade of, of things that we would say objectively are good for us are correlated with, with fandom because fandom creates this, this environment where we can connect with other people. So I've always been told in the in the radio business for any show that I've had that I'm pitching to someone else, and I think you'll probably be able to relate to this doing what you did in your past life and even still today, is that you should be able to describe your brand and or your product in five words or less. So with that theory of being able to do that, if you were to describe to somebody why fans have more friends in five words or less now that you've brought this therapy you know part of uh, into the conversation how would you describe it i'm trying to i'm trying to count the words in my head uh, <laughs> you know just I'll, I'll i'll answer the question but that's actually why we we named the book what we did uh -huh. you know we wanted it to be very telegraphic brick to forehead clear mm -hmm. fans have more friends like that's the actual takeaway yeah. so in some ways it's kind of a cheat answer but that that's really my response to this to this question it's fans have more friends right you want more friends like friends are good you want to be more fulfilled that's good um, all this connection, these deepening of ties to our families, to our friends, to strangers on the street and our communities, um, that comes from, from fandom. And so, so I guess maybe, uh, the, the response is fans have more friends. Yeah. But when you, but when you, that's kind of the generic answer, right? Cause what's the title of the book, but when you break it down, there has to be one variable, one characteristic about a fan of anything. And that's the reason why they would have more friends. Would it be because fans understand camaraderie stand, uh, fans understand uh you know i don't know camaraderie is just what comes to mind i guess that word no this, this is a really good question and there, there's a few reasons why sports fans enjoy this this sort of uh benefit right so the first is scale so if you drop me into a bar in atlanta the chances of me being able to gin up a conversation uh, with a perfect stranger in a bar is quite high if i can talk about the falcons or the hawks Right. Or if I can just talk about the NFL in general, maybe mm -hmm. SEC football, yeah. all of those things are going to be entry points into a conversation with a stranger. Right. Yeah. The other thing I would point out is, is versatility. So I'm from Colorado. You know, I don't live in Colorado anymore, uh, but I'm still a big Denver Bronco fan. Mm -hmm. And the Denver Broncos, you know, like it or not, are the foundation of my relationship with my father and my three brothers. It's the thing that we talk about. Right. It's the reason we come together um, every Sunday. And, and we're not together in the same room, but we're on the phone. We're FaceTiming. We're, you know, texting each other. All of those things are, are, are creating that connection and stealing and, and, and really fortifying those relationships. And at the same time, I can talk to those strangers in the bar in Atlanta about SEC football mm. and sports can do all of that, that stuff. Right. And then I think the last thing I would say is sports are, are the, the one remaining safe place. Right. Like mm. if you want to make small talk with a stranger, you can talk about the weather and then you can talk about sports. And after that, everything else becomes fraught. 
And sports, though, we can we can go in and we can sort of have a hot take. You can you can bust my chops about you know whatever rival team uh, I might support, and it doesn't matter. It's all in good fun. I don't know if I agree with you on that one. Maybe, right. maybe it's just the place where I live, but you know, I I I was listening to a conversation the other day. I have a tendency to open my mouth when I should not. <laughs> um, I, I have this mantra in life where I feel like. Uh, people need to be held accountable if they're incompetent, if they're wrong, you know, and I'm the guy to do it. And of course, Nate jumps all over me and he's like, dude, you're not always right. So what are you doing? <laughs> but I heard a conversation the other day and they were talking about the Falcons. They were all over the place. Oh, I was at a poker table and, uh, and this, this kid, uh, it was, it was uh, the Falcon, actually the Falcons uh, Carolina game that was on. It was Thursday night football. And this kid uh, says, he goes, you know, they're going to have a problem running the ball. Carolina's got top three run defense. Well, I know they do not have the top three run. It it bothered me, right, that he was wrong. And then the next guy said something about uh, Marcus Mariota and and how well he does certain. I'm like, I know that's not true. I'm like, for a fact, I know these things aren't true. Do I say something? And that's where I'm going to disagree with you because – you know, sports has kind of gotten like politics and religion is that when you bring it up, somebody's going to disagree and it gets it gets heated. It's not, it just doesn't roll off somebody's. I mean, people stick to their guns about what they believe in in sports, especially if you're bashing their team, especially if you're bashing a team like the Denver Broncos and the relationship you have with that team because of the relationship you have with your father and your brothers. That, that's true. And I, you know, I, I take your point and it's, it's, you know, that, that does happen. I would say by and large though, that if you correct those people, you know, you can have that debate about sports and, and the, the guy's wrong about the run defenses. He might have a take about Marcus Mariota and he feels very strongly about that. You can have the opposite take, but now you're talking, you're conversing. Right. Now, generally like the, the, the heat might get turned up and you might get passionate about this because they're things that we care about, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't cause rancor. You know, you're not oftentimes getting in a fight with somebody about that sort of thing. When we use the word hate to describe a rival, we don't necessarily mean hate in the same way that if you described a political rival, you mean hate. Right. And I think that that's kind of the point here. It's that all of these different these different things, whether they're disagreements uh, or agreements, whether you're celebrating a win or commiserating a loss, they're all opportunities to connect. Well, I, I grew up, you know, in Maryland as a Washington Redskins fan, and I can honestly tell you I hate the Dallas Cowboys. Without a doubt, there's just I absolutely despise and hate the Dallas Cowboys, but I understand what you're saying. You know, I, I did sports talk radio for a year and it was the worst year of my life. Uh, I, I didn't realize that sports at some at some point became not fun and everybody that I was surrounded by uh, th- that's all they did they, they knew nothing about the outside world all they knew was sports and I kind of understood it because there's so much that you have to know and you don't have time to you know worry about this or worry about that or worry about that and that's just not my cup of tea but these people that's all they did was argue I mean, on and off the air, but especially off the air, there's this little pit area and they would, I mean, they would pick fights with people. You know, I was like, I heard you said, you know, like, what are you doing right now? This is crazy. You know, so so the sportsy world is a little weird. Let me ask you this, Ben, who do you think has the most diehard fan base? Is it like sports? Is it music? Is it television shows, especially popular ones like Yellowstone, let's say, for example, or Walking Dead? Uh, movies, dog owners, those types of people. Who has the most popular fan base or the, the, the strongest, most diehard fan base? 
Oh, it's definitely sports. Like if we think about it as a category, right? Now you might be able to say that, well, Taylor Swift fans are the most diehard people out there. But I would argue that the reason that sports are so powerful and the reason that they sustain such passion is because there's a reliable recurring rhythm to sports. And that means that every, every Sunday creates an opportunity for me to connect with my, with my family about the Broncos. And then once the season's over, then all of a sudden it rolls into, well, now we're going to focus on the Nuggets and the Abs, right? And now I'm going to think about March Madness and the Masters and all those things. And we, we flow through the calendar connecting constantly through sports. Now, Yellowstone's a great show. I love Yellowstone, right? But it's going to be over after a couple seasons. And mm-hmm. then there's going to be a new thing, right? And, and the reality is not that many people watch Yellowstone, right? Not nearly as many people as, as engage with the NFL. And it's the most popular in years, right? Mm-hmm. I, I saw some numbers recently came out. It was something like 12 million people tuned into the, the two-hour premiere, right? Yeah. That's a massive success in, in TV. Well, that's half the audience that tuned in to watch the Packers play the, the Cowboys last weekend. Really? That's right. Wow. Uh, and that turned out to be a pretty damn good game. Nobody it saw, game. Nobody saw that game. coming. Uh, <laughs> nobody did. <laughs> so, like, when you look at certain football teams, I, I get jealous of, not jealous, but envious of the the fan base for teams. And I guess I would be if I were a die, die hard Washington or Commanders fan. Um, but, like, I, I look at the Jets, you know, where in the Browns, where they've just, they've got all this this heritage. They've got this this legacy and they've just been beat up constantly. And I see, you know, their number one fan was it Fire 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 Fireman Ed or something? Fireman yeah, fire, Fireman Ed. Yeah, and I'm like, that's awesome! Like to yep. be that guy. You know, there was a buddy of mine when I lived in Orlando that he was the big Orlando Magic fan. He was there from day one. They called him the Orlando Magic Fat Guy. And he's actually a defense attorney, and his name's Dennis Salvaggio. He looks like. Uh, the Danny DeVito penguin from Batman and he wobbles, <laughs> but he would wear this like really bright jacket and he would run around and get the crowd worked up. And he was the Orlando magic fat guy. That's what, the, that's what his name still is to this day after like 30 some years. It's crazy. Those are the fans that I'm so envious of. It's like, it's, it's what they live for. Right. And, and, and those people, you want to be friends with those people. That's why this book makes sense. Fans have more friends. Well, that's right. And that, when that guy walks into the Magic Arena or Fireman Ed walks into wherever the Jets play, um, he's walking into a whole web of connections, right? He knows the people in his section. He knows the ushers, right? He knows the concession people, the ticket takers, et cetera. And, and that creates connection in his life. Like, there are just more people he's connected to, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that's the important, like, you, t- you bring up, the, like, the tortured fan base. And we've actually um, split all of our data by fans of perennial winners and perennial losers. And we see actually no difference between these people. And, and that's because it's not about the team on the field. You know, we spent some time, um, I used to work for the, the New York Knicks, and we, we were asking questions of season ticket holders. Why are you a season ticket holder, right? And we met this guy named Greg. And Greg had been a season ticket holder for about 30 years. Now, the first eight or nine years of those 30 years were great. It was the 90s Knicks. They were, they were winners. They were in the Eastern Conference Finals. They had Patrick Ewing and John Starks and a really exciting team, right? But then they hit the doldrums, and they've been bad for 20 years. So why is this guy, who's not highfalutin, he's not an investment banker, he managed a grocery store in Yonkers, why is he still dedicating so much of his disposable income, his time, to the New York Knicks? And we spent time with him. It was like, Greg, this is kind of crazy. This seems irrational. Why are you doing this? And the more time we spent with him, the more we realized, oh, it's because 
It's not about the team. It's not about the court on, on the Encore product. It's about the people he shares this with. Mm-hmm. He goes to the 30 plus games a, a year and he takes one of his three sons, right? To every game. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden his commute from Yonkers to the, the garden, it becomes, you know, a feature, not a bug because he's driving in with his, with his son. And all of a sudden it reframes how we think about this sort of behavior. And the real reason that he's a season ticket holder, the real reason he's a Knicks fan is because all of these relationships in his life are predicated upon the New York Knicks. Right. I, I, uh, I heard a, an analogy somebody made not that long ago that said that rock stars are the modern day Greek gods, you know, and, and I, and I thought that was very interesting. I knew what they meant by it. I mean, I, I didn't take it out of context. I knew exactly what they meant by it as far as you're a fan, you admire, you, 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 you know, you, you just, they do something. I mean, everybody's got a, an artist or a musician or a band that, you know, means something. Music is the soundtrack of our lives. But the same goes in sports um, where it, it, I, I can't stop watching. I wish the internet had more of this. I, I always repost it is videos like Amon St. Brown, the wide receiver for the, the, the uh, Detroit Lions, just, to, you know, the other week, you know, he, there's this kid that just got diagnosed with cancer. He's in a wheelchair, and that's his favorite player. And, uh, and you know, he makes time to go over and talk to him, not like he's a sick kid or, God forbid, something's about to happen to him, but just like, hey, man, I appreciate you being a fan of mine. I appreciate you being a fan of the NFL. He, you know, signed something, took a picture. Then he goes on Twitter and says, hey, I'm looking for this young man. I want to give him a signed jersey. Like, he goes over and beyond. And that's why you want to be fans of, like, sports and the NFL and these players. The players that do that. Now, of course, you're going to have the bad apples. But that story that I just told, if you're not familiar with it, I mean, if that doesn't make your, you know, that that's what the world should be. Like, more of that. And that's why you want to be a fan of these things. Right, Ben? Well, I, I, the way I would think about it is that, you know, Monte Brown's a great player on the field. Those sorts of stories are fantastic. As you point out, there's also bad apples out there. Yeah. The players are going to let us down sometimes and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to, um, you know, sort of lift us up at times. And, and the thing I would say is we want to focus more attention on, on when they lift us up and some of the, we want to shine a spotlight on that. You know, if it bleeds, it leads. So we tend to focus on the negative stories, mm-hmm. but we should be focusing on the positive stories as well. But I think what we should recognize is that that story gives us a way to connect with other people. We can use that story. Hey, did you see this thing? Yeah. Right? Did you, did you, did you know that this guy does this thing? And just that text message, right. To our friend, send that article to, to somebody. It creates an opportunity to connect. It's an on-ramp to conversation. And that's where we can unlock the power of our fandom. And what gets us to be bigger fans is now we're not talking about Amon St. Brown or the Detroit Lions or the NFL, but it's like, hey, how how's the kid do it? You know, how's the job? You know, right. how's life? It's weird if I just sent you a text message out of the blue, like, hey, how you doing? Uh, how are the kids? Right? Like that would kind of come across maybe a little abrasive, especially if we haven't talked for a while. Right. But if I start with, hey, do you see the story about Amon St. Brown? What a great story. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's a heartwarming story. And then you're into a conversation, and that conversation is actually the important part. That's the real reason that that fans enjoy these benefits is because they're having more of those conversations. That's fantastic. Uh, before we let you go, Ben, Nate, any more questions? Yeah, what's your uh, your favorite moment as a, a fan? And also, who's your uh, who's your sports team? <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm from Colorado. Um, you, you can't be in Colorado and not be a Denver Bronco fan. So um, even though I'm also a fan of some of the other teams from, from the area, especially the Nuggets, the Broncos are really about it. And, and it really comes down to um, when they won their first Super Bowl. 
Elway. Um, I was with my family. We were playing the Green Bay Packers. There was a, a bunch of people, and I think like the house levitated when they when they when they won. And I'll never forget that that moment. And also in the '90s, you know, the Colorado Buffaloes. I mean, they had some exciting moments. You know, the was it the, the was it West was it Westbrook was oh Westbrook yeah. Ahmad Rashad yeah yeah, yeah or uh, Rashad Salam Rashad Salam um, yeah I I, I, I I'm an alum of uh, the University of Colorado. Um, they, we've fallen on hard times since, but those were the the, the glory days, the salad days of. Uh, of Colorado Buff football. Yeah, I mean, that was cool, right? I mean, the early 90s, you know, you had some very exciting things in college football. I mean, you still do, but, you know, I think you and I are about the same age, so, uh, you know, we're, we're just reliving those glory days. All right, fans have more friends. You can get it anywhere you can buy a book, I'm assuming, right? Barnes sure. & Noble, Amazon, and so on and so forth. Uh, I'm assuming you'll have an audio version out, uh, if not already, correct? We will indeed, yes. Okay, if you need a voice, I'm always available. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, ben Valenta, dude, this is such a fantastic conversation. I was so excited to have you on. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's positive. It's positive. It's positive. And we're pushing it out into the world. And that's what it's all about. So good for you and, uh, and David for doing this book. Fans have more friends. Thanks for your time, Ben. Hey, thanks for having me. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Look, doing a new kitchen or bath, that's a big undertaking, right? So you want to go to somebody that's like a one-stop shop, like UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. That's what I'm talking about, a one-stop shop. Uh, they provide the installation of whatever you buy. Speaking of, you mentioned the BS, the Bailey Show podcast, and you're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. That's a nice little savings, right? You can visit the Norcross Georgia showroom location. Let their design team transform your kitchen and bathroom into a beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality. It's just upping your property value. You can get with all the latest trends because they got them right there on the showroom. Servicing all of Georgia and parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. How do you get a hold of them? Very simple. UCIGranite.com. The letters U-C-I, the word granite.com. Look, I know what it's like to start up a small business and run a small business. That's what this is. What can you do to take the next step? Create Graphics can help you out with that. They're a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, and they've got some really good ones in-house. Wide format printing and graphic installation. Specializing, again, in vehicle wraps, corporate events, interior and exterior events, graphic design, and apparel. A lot of the stuff of the BS podcast, if not all the stuff, comes from Create Graphics. CreateGraphics.net. That's C R E A T E G R A P H I X.net. Or 770 369 9962. That's 770 369 9962. Serving Metro Atlanta and shipping worldwide. Create Graphics, they definitely know what they're doing. Excellent customer service and communication in every project will get a one-on-one -on -one experience from start to finish. Again, create graphics with an X.net. Son of a bitch. I'll be loving you forever, just as long as you subscribe to The Bailey Show. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. <laughs> So, 
came down here for a week to Mount Dora, Florida. The little clips that you'll see, we call them snaps. I think I'm a little dark. Hopefully Buddy the Elf can uh, light me up a little bit, but see the Lake Dora behind me at our Airbnb. Pretty cool. <laughs> Rach actually did a good job this time picking this Airbnb. She, she Her track record for picking Airbnbs is not very good at all. It's fucking horrible. She, I don't know why she does the things she does sometimes, but it's sometimes really, really bad. Remember that time we were, went to, we were going to Destin to, to look for an investment property? She books an Airbnb in Panama City Beach. <laughs> Hour, a short drive like an hour plus away like, what are you doing and she's like oh, i thought it was close what did you fucking google map it you dumbass what's wrong with you um, it's in the panhandle <laughs> yeah. uh, i think that's what she thought too it was like it's in florida uh, i don't know why we get i don't know why we give everybody the brandon twang <laughs> talking like that uh so yeah so my, my mother lives down in this uh neck of the woods <clears throat> close by and uh, as everybody I think knows, if you're not, if you don't know and you're new, so I've been estranged from my mother uh, for uh, 17 years and we've reconnected and uh, trying to leave the past. We, leave, we are leaving the past in the past. We, we've not spoken about it really. And just moving forward. That's what we're doing. That's, that's kind of my, that's kind of the way I'm getting through this. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. Cause I, 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 I think about this often. I, I think that I'm, dealing with a lot of guilt right now, uncontrollable guilt that I'm doing everything I can to make up for it. And I don't know how to do that emotionally as a person. I'm, I'm not good like that. Uh, but you know, through gestures and things that, you know, I can, I can provide that's how I'm showing them. You know, does that make sense, Nate? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. I think it's good. I mean, you're, you're learning, learning how to forgive and forget. I think that's a, a good aspect of humans. Um, but yeah, I don't feel like you're, you shouldn't have to feel like you're making up for it. Cause I think just spending time is, you know, a, a good thing with family Yeah, time uh, that you've missed. Well, hold on. I, I, I do, I do not forgive and forget. I will never forget. I will never be the person to forgive and forget. I, I might. Well, you just I, did. You forgave. Well, I, yeah, I might forgive, but I will never forget. I'm. I will remember. I will always. And I'm not going to say I'm going to hold a grudge or hold that against, but I just won't forget. Uh, in this case, with my mother, I can't just show up. You know, I know Nikki was like, "Yeah, that's all you got to do." You know, she agreed with you. You just got to show up and and be the son. I can't do that. There's so much to be done here. So much to be done. Like you thought the projects that I did with my house in Roswell, Georgia, when I first bought it was, was an undertaking. Holy shit. This is like a lot, man. A lot. Uh, but that's more of a you thing though. I, I know for a fact that your mother isn't like looking to you to do these things. So if you still just came back into her life and you was just rebuilding the bond that was broken, if you did none of the things you're doing right now, she would be totally fine. But I, I, I'm in a situation where these things have to be done. Like I, they, I'll give you an example. Okay. So, and I'll give you, actually I'll give you a bunch of examples. So the, when we first came down, right. I told you that it was my mother that I don't remember. 
Right. It wasn't. She's now 76. She's elderly. She lives in an extremely different lifestyle from what I remember. It's, it's, it's very frugal. I don't even know if that's the word, the proper word. She lives in a very small house. There's a lot that needs to be done in this house. Um, she's got way too many animals. And it, it's, there's, it's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of bad, right, that, that needs to be taken care of. She hadn't had air conditioning in four and a half years. She hadn't had a working shower in three and a half years. She, her garage door opener was busted, so you could just easily open it up and get into the house. So when we were here, you know, over a month ago, I thought we had fixed the AC. For the time being, we fixed it for the next couple of weeks. We got the shower fixed, and then I uh, got the garage door fixed. Uh, so I was like, okay, we're getting there, right? In, in the interim, in the interim, uh, I had hired, well, no, first let me say this from one of our two percenters, Kevin Simpson. This guy is an angel on earth. Kevin Simpson is, and he's a contractor, and I, I don't know if he's just, uh, if he does residential or if, he do, if he's for hire, but find him on our social media and ask him if you ever need anything done, ask him if he does it, because he is such a wonderful person. He was down here with his crew in Florida from Georgia uh, helping out with hurricane relief, and he reaches out to me, and he says, hey, does your mom need anything? I was like, dude, you're, she's five hours away from you. He's like, that's no problem. We go over there, we'll just get a hotel. He's like, we'll see what we can do. He brought like a guy with him. They drove across the state and did some really important things at my mom's place for me. Didn't ask for anything in return. That's a good dude. That's a really good person. I mean, it gives me goosebumps to think how good of a person he is. So thank right. you, Kevin. And he's still, we still stay in contact and he still asks if he can help. Um, He's just a great person, just a really, really good person. I'm going to try to meet up with him while we're down here, but um, and then buy him a drink because I owe him that more. Plus, I owe him a lot more than that. But still, there were there were things that needed to be done in her in her place. Um, it, it was like half renoed, and now, granted, the things that needed to be done technically didn't need to be done. They were very cosmetic, but they had already started being done. So they needed to finish being done. Uh, and so I was caught in the middle, of, but she didn't have any money to do it. And it wasn't a cheap process, which I'll get to uh, uh, on the next black cloud, I think is what I'm going to do with the money and stuff. But anyway, so he finished all this like trim and siding on the walls, namely in the uh, like her master bathroom. And when I say master bathroom, it's nothing fancy, but just the bathroom that's attached to her bedroom also acts as a closet. So like, Part of it is the shower and the toilet and the, the sink and stuff. And then, like, the other half is just a long closet. Um, and, and, and she had this, like, metal rack on wheels that she was hanging her clothes, and she had her clothes in buckets, like like plastic tubs. In the, she didn't have a dresser. Right? She didn't have any place to put her clothes. So last time we were down here, I'm, I'm sitting there going, well, uh, I was like, I, I had this, this vision. I'm like, I'm going to build out her closet. I'm going to do a build out like this would be nice. I'll, I'll hire somebody to finish all the trim work on the walls and stuff, which <laughs> wait till Wednesday when I tell you about this guy. <laughs> it's done. Decent, <laughs> d- decent job. My father-in-law and I, and thank God my father-in-law is helping me out because this guy's brilliant when it comes to this stuff. We're finishing his job. 
Like we're finishing the trim work and the baseboards and all that kind of stuff, which is, which is cool. And, and I like doing this kind of stuff. So it's not a big deal. Um, so I built out our closet. I, I went on to Facebook marketplace and just, I mean, luck, total luck found a guy that was selling not one, but two of those, you know, shelving units for the closet that you can buy at like Home Depot. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not cheap. And he just needed to get rid of them. Uh, so I bought them for pretty much nothing. And then we put them together and we put them in and, and it looks badass. I'll, I'll post some pictures and stuff and, and, and or I'll, I might not post pictures, but I'll, I'll show you the pictures and stuff. So the AC is still not working. So my point is, is, you know, these things need to be done. She needed a place for her clothes, right? Now, granted, did I have to do what I did? It was a little extreme, I know. But it looks yeah. nice. <laughs> it, it looks, yeah. it, You're caught in between uh, you want to reconcile and help your mother, but also you've exhausted all the projects in your own house, and now you're itching to do something somewhere somewhere else exactly. if, you, if you had a dog house you'd be remodeling that putting some shiplap walls in it new bed we're getting them wi-fi <laughs> nate, nate, nate i'm gonna tell you something i don't disagree with you <laughs> you you are correct i i enjoy this stuff i really do i like being creative and i like looking at something and going i wonder if i could do that cuz i'm not the most handy person most people know that but i try i really do i try <laughs> um and if i have my father-in-law with me we can do anything i mean he's he i mean his years in the navy he he was doing woodworking so he's he's brilliant um when it comes to any of that stuff so like there's all these little things that this guy that i hired didn't do that i'm fixing and i'm doing like I've never pulled outlets out and I didn't even know how to do it. And now I figured out how to do that. You like, you know, you buy the longer screws and you, there's spacers that they sell. And this fucking guy argued with me about cutting the whole, I mean, it was like just an absolute mess. The AC still not working. She still doesn't have air conditioning. Um, we were going to paint, but because of some very serious medical conditions, uh, issues that she has going on right now, the doctor said that the fumes might give her a stroke. So, oh. yeah, it's, it's it's she's got some pretty serious stuff going on. So, uh, so you know, I brought the paint down. That was part of this whole project was the paint, you know. Um, so that's dead in the water as far as right now goes. We can't paint. You know, I have to have a very heart-to-heart conversation with these animals because... Her, she can't have all these animals in that small of a place with her health the way it is. I get it. She's 76. She's lonely. She likes to save animals. I, I, I get it. They keep her company. You, you can't do it. Not, not, not a seven. What are you going to do with the animals? I don't know. I got, I've, I've been researching. Well, for, main society. One of them's at his house. Yeah, well, yeah, one I know of one of them is. So I don't know. I've been researching all these different programs, like for the elderly and what they do. Well, first and foremost, it's going to be convincing her to do this. Second, all these old animals are old. I mean, if, like if you were to take them to a vet, they probably say euthanize them because of either cancer or issues or this and this and that. But that's, you know, Brandon can probably kind of relate to this, you know, with the whole dog outside thing that we give him a hard time about. But there is kind of a mindset where, you know, when a dog is ready to go, you just let it go. Why should I pay a couple hundred bucks to take it to the vet? 
you know, my uncles back in the day would take the dog out in the woods and put a revolver to the back of its head. Um, that was a thing, you know, yeah, not, they're I'm, called psychopaths. Yeah, well, it's called a, it's, <laughs> it's called a day and age is what it was called. I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously I hope people don't do that now, but you know, Brandon, right. You probably grew up around that. Yeah. Uh, well, we actually, I don't think we ever had a dog actually die here. We just saw that they were like really bad and they were like in pain. They wouldn't want to move or one had a stroke. It was walking sideways. So at that point we take it to the vet and we kind of already know it's a sad trip there. Cause you know, there's probably nothing they can do when a dog's that old. Oh yeah. I mean, you're, you're preaching to the choir. We, we, Nate and I especially know that, but she, one can't afford to take them to the vet. All these dogs, a vet bill would be astronomical for me. And her mindset is when the dog dies, the dog dies. I just found out that all the pets that she had prior that passed away. Any guesses on where they're at right now? In our backyard? Yep. <laughs> how many dog bodies are back there? Yeah, how many, how many are we talking about, Casey? <laughs> That's what I said. I said Casey, too. That's what I said. Uh, 10 plus. 10 plus. Oh, my God. Jesus, she got a big a yard. Backyard. They just like pick a ditch and like World War Two them, just throw them in the ditch. No, yeah, that's not a backyard. That's a graveyard. No, no, no. <laughs> she's got a map of them too. Pet cemetery. Yeah, no, she's got a map of them too. So I just found out about that the other day. I also found out the other day she got remarried. Her last name's not her last name anymore. No, <laughs> where's her husband? Did I don't know. I haven't in got the backyard. <laughs> He's next to the dog. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far yet. Uh, but, uh, I, I was, I was inquiring, which is the next thing I got to do. She got in a car accident the other week and, uh, her windshield is destroyed. So I was like, well, you, you know, insurance, you get a free windshield, you know, in, in Georgia, I think you, every, the deductible is like a hundred bucks or at least what my insurance it was. But in Florida, there's like, you get like two free windshields a lifetime or something like that. I was like, okay, no big deal. I've never had to pay for a windshield because it's always been covered. Well, because her policy, she's not paying for certain things in her policy, which has changed now. Uh, you got to pay the whole thing. So just to let you call it safe flight. Yeah, safe flight. Yeah. I think yeah, I, fairly cheap, right? I don't know. I, I found that out the hard way because the same, like Jason was saying, in Florida, it's free. It's it's a legal thing. It says it's a hazard to not be able to see our windshield. So legally, insurance companies have to replace them for free. But in Georgia, it is not like that. I think it cost me four, four or five hundred bucks or something. Well, no, Damn. hold on. Don't get it twisted. It's it, if if you have a certain policy, certain things on your policy. On your insurance. Yeah, I mean, yeah, policy. if you have insurance, of course. I had to pay $50 and they give me a brand new windshield. Yeah, you would have to have what's called comprehensive uh, on your insurance, which there's like personal injury, comprehensive, and there's like a third thing. She did not have comprehensive. So out of pocket for that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I break a lot of windshields. I've never, I think, oh, the only three people I know that broke windshields. <laughs> you hit like 12 deer. Deer. Yeah. Not on the windshield. <laughs> you no, know, a rock hit it. I had to get my own place because a rock hit it. Now, if I would have <laughs> called my insurance as soon as the rock hit it, they would have done it for free, but I didn't. So it spread it, and then I had to get a new one, so I had to pay the $50. That's awesome, Nikki. Dude, I would love for the rock to hit my windshield. Yeah. <laughs> No, not the rock. <laughs> a rock from a truck. Like, yeah. <laughs> Check it. 
Can you smell Nikki's brain moving? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so to, to go back to what you were saying, I, I don't know if it was Nikki or Nate said it, but you, you're like, you're doing things that you don't necessarily, pretty much what you said, essentially, I'm doing things that I don't have to do. But those things that I just mentioned, and there's more, by the way, uh, I have to do. But there's other things that you don't have to do. You're just doing it out of the, the kindness of your heart. Like she doesn't need an iPhone. She's fine with her flip phone, I'm sure. But she probably doesn't need internet. But those are some nicer things that you're doing for her because you want to help her out. Uh, well, you need internet if you're going to watch Netflix, of course. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so yeah. But she's she's lived 76 years without it. I know you're right. The internet's the internet's the cherry on top. It's the bonus. You're correct. The the cell phone her cell phone's beat the shit. She needs a new phone, without a doubt. Uh, does she need an iPhone? No, she might not even want one. So I'm, go- I'm not going to push her towards it. Um, I-, I showed her mine and I let her play with it a little bit because her friend, <laughs> she's got this like one friend, right? And, and I've met her and she's very nice and very sweet. And, uh, and my mom was like trying to show me this. My mom, it's like my mother like was frozen for the past 40 years. Like she, like everything that's happened, she's totally missed. Right. Uh, except for politics. She's all in on politics. Um, she, she loves herself some Donnie Trump, man. She, she, she's got, she's got a flag in the back of her yard. She's got, she's got his face on the side of her car. I mean, she is over the top, uh, and God bless her. You know I mean? She likes what she likes, but so, um, so she's show, she's like, oh, I got to show you something. I thought it was really important. And she was going through this text message. And I mean, the letters are so huge. And I'm not going to take shots at it because I'm going to be there sooner or later, too. And she's like, uh, and I'm like, what is it, mom? What is it? She goes, my friend, my friend, Lord. Oh, here it is. Uh, an iPhone 8, she tells me to get because it has a button. <laughs> I was like, we spent like 20 <laughs> minutes trying to find this text for her to tell me this. And I was like, yeah, it's the last one, I believe, that has the button. She goes, is it as big as mine? And I was like, uh, I, I don't think it's as that big. Yours is pretty, pretty big. And she goes, okay. She goes, I, I, I need a button. I need a button. I was like, you really don't. And I showed her mine. And you just flip it up. And she goes, oh, that's pretty easy. But the guy at the AT&T store told me, he's like, you know, what I usually tell elderly people, you stick with what you stick with. You know, what, what you have before what it works. The, the, only, the only reason I'd want her to go to uh, um, an, an iPhone is for the FaceTime purposes. You know, that's the only reason. You can reason. do a FaceTime her on an Android. Just download the Duo app. Yeah. Plenty of things that you can do. But that's 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 a process. I mean, like, to you, it's not a big deal. To her, it's a, it's a, it's a big deal. So, uh, so yeah. So, anyway. So, we're going we're gonna to go shopping, and we're going to look at some phones, and whatever she wants, she gets and stuff. Uh, she'll, she'll figure it out. But the, 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 I think the phone is a necessity. The windshield was a necessity. Her car is a necessity. We're trying to fix her car because she got in this accident and your insurance isn't picking up anything because she doesn't have the comprehensive. So like I got to find a new hood for her car because her hood is beat up. I've never purchased a hood before, you know, and when she really need a hood though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to try to pop it out, but we're going to try to pop the dents out. But yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Like we can't, we don't know if we can open the hood because it's crunched in. Because her ex-husband's in there. 
Yeah. That, well, that I can't <laughs> wait to find out that story. Like I, th- yeah. that, that, that was the thing I was going, I was talking to her insurance company. I'm going, there's gotta be a loophole here. You know, there's gotta be something, you know, she's elderly. She's, you know, only makes X amount of money and you know, this is all from social security and you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, I can't help you. And, and but they kept calling her like, are you calling for, you know, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I don't know who that is. I'm calling for like that. And then I looked at the, the insurance paper and I'm like, I go, mom, who is this? And she goes, Oh, that's me. She goes, Oh, I, I got remarried. I said, Oh, <laughs> what happens in 17 years? <laughs> you know, but I, we were in the middle of something and you know, my Rachel's family's great. They they've come up cause they, they're only about 45 minutes away to help out. So they you know, her mom's my, uh, her mother, my mother, uh, can talk each other to, to death all day long, which is great. And then Rachel's, <laughs> Rachel's father is, uh, is helping me and the boys are, you know, doing what they can to help out here and there. And, and everybody's just been very sweet and very helpful and, and very cool. But th- these things need to be done. You know, like I still have to, you know, there's some tile that needs to be grouted. Uh, there's some tile that needs to be laid. So I got to do that. Uh, yeah, you can't survive without tile. <laughs> well, where it's at, it's it's on the threshold of the door. So there's like this gap. It's very unsafe. So there's tile pieces there. They're just not mortared down or grouted. It's not a big deal. I mean, it just it takes, you know, doesn't take long. Um, right. The The backyard fence gate needs to be repaired. Brandon, I don't know if you want to come on down here. And I know you do fences. You could do that. <laughs> How far of a drive? What is it? Is it probably just a light, like a hinge I got to replace? Six hours and 12 minutes. That's what the GPS for, says. For a couple hinges. Yeah, just for a couple hinges. Yeah, it's, it's a, that, and I think you just got to dig it out a little bit. I think the the, the erosion is happening. So got to fix that. Now, there is one thing that I'm doing for her that I would agree. Oh, and then there's storage shelves I got to hang up. And there's a bunch of different things. So can we agree with those things they need to be done? Mm, maybe like 70% of that stuff. Yeah, 70%. Not all of it. What doesn't need to be done? Most of it. (laughs) Things that need to be done, in my opinion, are like, and not like you can't do these things, but things that need to be done are things that are for day-to-day life or survival. You know, like regrouting something or getting some storage. Uh, I mean, that's kind of whatever, you know, same thing with the the cell phone or whatever. But yeah, like obviously the air conditioning, you want her to have air conditioning. It's dangerous to live in Florida when it gets that hot. Oh, by the way, the uh, warranty that we took out for her house, thinking that we were smart, not covering the AC. That's out of pocket. Because of the time frame that you got the warranty in? There's a clause in those home warranties that if it's a pre-existing condition, go fuck yourself. It's pretty How do they know? Because the guy... Just went out tomorrow. Because the, the, the guy that did the... Because the guy told the... Told the truth. I mean, the the, the company. <laughs> I know. What an I was, asshole. And he's such a nice guy too. Like he's a young guy. I haven't met him yet, but he's a he's a young guy, and I'm assuming he owns this company, and it's a small company. And and I said, hey man, is there? I go, is there any way you can go back and tell him, you know, something different? He's like, no, nah, man. He's like, that's my name on my company and my integrity. And I was like, I can appreciate that. I, I was like, well, because you just said that and cost me all this money, I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> I was like, just because I, I believe you, right? So he's he gives me this great deal. Um, 
I told him a trade off. I would uh, I'd promote him on the podcast and stuff if he can shave off a couple dollars. See, I can do that <laughs> legally. <laughs> I can give the plug ola yeah. and openly tell you why I'm doing it. Uh, and so, so, so I guess he didn't shave off a couple of dollars cause we haven't heard his name yet. <laughs> well, at the time of this recording, he hasn't done it yet. So, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gotta wait to, but he, he's, he's giving me a really good deal and he's replacing the whole thing. And, but I've got no oh, choice. Nice. I've, I've got, she's, there's no choice. She's got to have air what, conditioning. What's he replacing the unit outside? Is Every, it just, is it just not blowing cold? Everything. So it's not blowing at all. No, it's the fans blowing. Um, but so the, like the inside one. So yeah, it's not holding. It's not holding. So we we did a leak check. This is another company I used that took my twelve hundred dollars and you know lit it up and just watched it burn. Uh, they did a leak check, but they didn't do a leak check in the air handler. They just did it on the system, you know, outside. Air handlers in the the uh, in the attic up top the garage. So that's kind of a pain in the ass. So we filled it with nine pounds of Freon, which if you know anything about that, that ain't cheap. And it worked for a couple weeks and then it died again. And then they went back out and they said, it's the coil that's leaking. But the system's so beat up and old and corroded that it would be pointless just to keep putting money into this system. So like, you know, you get it, you get to a point where a lot of different things, it's like, do I spend X on this old system that eventually I'm going to have to eventually spend Y, I might as well just spend Y now versus throwing away X for the next couple of years. I mean, it's it's not a huge place, but it'd be cheaper just to get a, like three window units. Um, I thought about doing like a, uh, um, I thought about doing a um, a mini split AC. You know? Yeah, yeah, one of those. Yeah. But these companies want a lot of money for that, those things. And and, and so I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Um, right now, so he's scheduled to come over and put in a new system. Okay, so here's my question. What is it that you don't want to say, here's your Christmas present that you are going to buy for Christmas? Okay, so, yeah, that's the this whole conversation, right? Every, <laughs> e- everything. Everything. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, cause for Christmas, you said you were going to get her a phone and maybe one other thing I think you said. Yeah. Everything, everything I just talked about. That's her Christmas present. Yeah. So I'm saying drop something and say all this work I'm doing for your house and all that is your Christmas present. You can do that. No, I know Christmas day. You don't have to have something under the tree. No, I know that. Well, I don't think she's going to be there for Christmas anyway, but so it's, it doesn't matter, which is probably a good thing. But it, it, it just bothers me, you know, like that. I'm like saying, you know, hey, look, I've got to pay for this new AC unit, you know. Um, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> you know, I mean. Why should, I don't, I don't think you should feel bothered. You're spending a lot of money. Oh, you have no idea. I don't, but I can imagine. <laughs> if, there's, if there's any way we could get more subscribers by the end of the year, I would really appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, let's do the crowdfunding, the GoFundMe for my mom's AC unit. Uh, I'll I'll tell you when we can stop donating. Okay, <laughs> uh, if you if you've ever purchased one before, you know they ain't cheap, and I'm getting a pretty damn good deal on this one, and it still ain't cheap. You know, everything else is kind of nickel and dime. But here's the other thing, Nate. Go ahead, feel free to beat me up on this one. I just feel the need to do this. So she's got this little backyard. 
right? A very, very small backyard that's fenced off. And in that backyard, there's, as soon as you walk out, like her, her master bedroom, there's a slider and there's a very small little patio, lanai. It's, you know, screened in. It's got a hard roof. And then there's a door that opens up and there's a little area. And then there's a little, it's like an L shape. And then there's another little area. It's probably altogether maybe 15 by 20. You know, so it's a little 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 plot back there. That area is split into two from by two wood sheds for whatever fucking reason. I don't know what's in these wood sheds, but they're actually nice wood sheds. They're in their backyard in her backyard for whatever. On the other side of the woodshed, there's an open area. You know, the dogs go out there and, and, and do their business and, and she doesn't pick up it enough, but you know, whatever. I wanna I wanna make her a garden. So that's another thing that I'm doing while I'm down here. I'm making her <laughs> before you before you say anything or laugh. Let me just explain. So I have a garden. I like the garden. I find I don't do much gardening. Rach does the gardening, but we plant the stuff together. And you know, when the cucumbers cucumb, we eat them. When the tomatoes tomato, we she eats them. When the peppers pepper, she eats them. When the basil's basil, we eat them, you know? And so we've got a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I figure it would be good for her at 76 for her to have some type of hobby. Um, and gardening is a good one. So that's why I'm going to do it. And it's not that big of a deal. I mean, you just, it's, it's, not, it's not difficult to make. But does she garden? Like, you're going to make her a garden and then she's never going to go out there. So everything's just going to die. No, I talked to her about it. She says, she goes, I've always wanted one. I said, well, I can make you one. And then, and then she doesn't have to worry about buying tomatoes or buying cucumbers. She's now living off the land. <laughs> She's going to spend $80 a season to get three tomatoes <laughs> four months later. <laughs> well, she's not, she's not spending anything. I mean, and seeds are like 99 cents a little packet, right? You know, so. Yeah, but you got you to gotta water them. You got to do okay. the nutrients. Okay, okay, hold on. Well, the nutrients, not so much. But the, the watering, the okay, so I got that taken care of. This is He's going to put in a sprinkler system. Kind of, yes. Yeah. So I'm going to <laughs> split off her hose, right, at the spigot. And then on the, gar- the, the, the garden side, I've got a timer that I don't use anymore that I'm happy to, to, to put in use. And then I'm going to have a hose. I'm going to bury it and it's because it's not that far, and it's going to go underneath the shed. And then I've got a, uh, I've got a little sprinkler that I can put on a low setting that'll just go, you know, and in Florida, water's free, right? It's, it's not like Georgia where, you know, it's a ridiculous water bill. So um, the, they actually sell, I mean, Brandon knows this, they actually sell like small little sprinkling sprinkler systems that you can hook up to your hose at Home Depot and Lowe's and stuff. They're just like those little like quarter inch tubes and they go to a little sprinkler head and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, you can get like micro sprays that are like real tiny, or you can just do like a regular drip system. That'd probably be best. And I'd probably just put uh, some PVC under the ground. How far of a run is it from your spigot to the garden? About fifteen ish feet. Oh yeah, just get a just get a twenty foot stick of PVC for like ten bucks. It'd be I mean, it'd be a lot better underneath the ground. But how do won't I crush as much? But but how do I get the hose to the the thing? The hose to. Well, you, you come out of the spigot, right, and you screw your little uh, timer on, and then uh, you just get a you just get an adapter that goes from uh, from spigot 
threads, and then it just kind of glues on to the PVC. Yeah, I'll do a hose. It'll be fine. All right. Well, when it, get, when it gets kinked under there, have fun digging it back up. Nah, it's not going to get kinked. It'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, and is it safe to garden over dead animals? Is is that cool? Oh, they grow great. Yeah, fertilizer. She's going to have the world's largest tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're going to come out with ears and, and tails and all kinds of weird <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll have dog spirits in it. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, dudes, it's just one thing after another, man. It's fucking crazy. It really is. It's just, uh, you know, like I had a plan, you know, I wrote it out soccer of what I was going to do when I came down here. Right? And it's like, okay, this is this, this is this, this and that. Holy shit, man. It's, it's like, you know, <laughs> it's a different world, <laughs> but, but you can't decide to do all these things and then complain about how much work it is. You're the one that, 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 I mean, that decided to do it. She didn't ask for it. Well, I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm discussing. I mean, we got it's, okay, it's okay. content. I mean, I'm not, no, I, don't get it twisted. I am, I'm more than happy to do it, but just like anything that anybody does, you might be happy to do something or might have to do something. That doesn't mean that you're going to have some issues with certain things and you're just trying to get things off your chest, like paying $14 for a piece of wood and she needs 50 of them. You know, I mean, that's stupid, right? And it's just like, what? Yeah. What did she say when you told her Merry Christmas? These are your Christmas gifts. Was she happy with that? Yeah, she's been. I mean, she's very happy. She's she's in she's in shock that these things are actually happening because she's lived without them. But I mean, you know, the past, you know, the past is the past and whatnot. I I can't. I I I, I and this is not just for my mother, but I, I could if I knew somebody, if it was a friend, I would do the same exact thing. I just can't see some, like you guys don't, I'm not explaining everything exactly the way it is just because I don't want to embarrass my mother. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, it's rough guys. I mean, it's, it's really, really rough. I, I couldn't as a human being sleep well at night knowing that I didn't do anything for her. You know? Does does she own this house or rent it? She owns it. She owns it. Oh, Okay. No, I mean she's got a damn. If she's written, she have a, a landlord out there to take care of all that. No, she's got a very small mortgage, but uh, she she owns it. So I understand what you're saying. Makes sense. And like I said, I mean, if if this were your mother, Nikki, and you came to me and I went over there and I saw what I saw, I would do the exact same thing for you. I really would. Uh, really? Absolutely. I mean, it just I I I it's bad. I mean, it's fucking bad, man. I mean, nobody <laughs> she shouldn't live like this. You know, and it's my own mother. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I, you know, I can't go home to a nice house and, you know, and, and, and we're, we're doing okay. Um, and, and her live like this. You know, it's just, it's not, it's not supposed to be like that. You know, especially. Where are your other siblings at? Oh, please. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, there's only one. And, you know, he's, he's an asshole. So. <laughs> What's the temperature in the house there with all y'all there? Are you guys having fun? Kumbaya on? Yeah, no, it's really hot because the AC doesn't work. No, we 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 actually oh, Airbnb. Oh, the Airbnb. Oh, there. Oh, the Airbnb. Oh, uh, I don't know. It's I think we got it on 67. Why do you Is ask? It still hot outside there? Yeah, it was. I don't it, mean it, the actual temperature. I mean with all the different people and their personalities. Oh, 
Well, I don't, I don't speak Nikki. Sorry. I, I thought you meant the fucking temperature. Temperature. I think of a number. Yeah. She means like, what's the temperature in the room? How are people feeling? Yes. What are they talking about? Thank you. Nick. I would say mood. <laughs> yeah. Well, like if you're going to use slang like that, you know, give me a little attitude with it. Like what's the temperature over there in that house, you know, or something to that effect. Uh, it's fine. Everybody's great. Everybody's, you know, I, I, I think it's cause they, they, I think they can hear me, but I, I think they, I think they feel sorry for me. <laughs> Why? Be- because they have never seen this side of me. You know, oh, so it's shocking them. So, yeah, they, they, because as long as they've been in my life, I haven't had a mother, right? So right. I haven't had any family. So this is the first time that they see this and they see me, you know, doing what I can. Mm-hmm. And I think they can appreciate it, you know. Um, so they're they're, I mean, for 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 my in laws to drive over, you know, for the hour drive over, they're staying at the Airbnb with us, you know, for a couple of days. We're doing Thanksgiving, uh, or we did Thanksgiving here, and so uh, everybody's been really cool, you know. Um, the only person I got to keep in check is my wife. You know, because she likes to pick fights with her mother. And I told her, I said, before we came down here, I said, this shit ain't going to fly. I go, you, I do not want you using language. I don't want you being having an attitude. Even if she gets under your skin, I go, I, don't, I can't handle it. And she goes, I understand, I understand. I was like, all right, thank you. I appreciate it. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. That yeah. the temperature check there is great. Yeah. I, I, I want to, I think before I leave, is I want to watch something with my mother on Netflix. Like, I've just never done that before. Like HGTV? Uh, just what, are you going to watch a Christmas story? I don't know. Just something. Like, I want to put on, like, we just, you know, there, there are things in 17 years have gone by. So, you know, Netflix didn't exist, right? So there, there are things that we've never done. Uh, and, and I've got to get a lot of stuff in here sooner than later. Cause I, these, these things, these medical things are, are pretty serious. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get some stuff going on. Right. So I'm like, I was telling her the other day, have you guys seen that Pepsi? Where's my jetpack show? Yeah. Uh-huh. Are you, are you watching yeah. it? Yeah. I got like 12 minutes left. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Good. I, I haven't, I haven't watched the whole thing either. So I told her about that the other day and she goes, I think I remember that, you know, cause it was from the eighties. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I, I go, I re- definitely remember the commercial, but I don't remember the story at all. And she goes, oh, I didn't know. I, she goes, I think I heard somebody talk about, like, she's, she's now a part of, like, she's, now that she's got internet and Netflix, she's like, yeah, somebody on Facebook was talking about that the other day. It's like, I've created this tech monster at 76. It's, uh, it's kind of funny, but I don't remember the story, but just, uh, so if you're looking for something to watch, it's called Pepsi, where's my jetpack?" And the, back in the eighties, you know, during the, the Pepsi Coke wars, you know, they, they were doing everything they possibly can to get people's attention. And Pepsi, uh, really became, um, the, the cooler brand, they sunk a lot of money into celebrities and even in the nineties, you know, Britney Spears and, and so on and so forth, you know, the, the, the whole Coke winning the war because of the going to new Coke and, and, and losing, you know, and Pepsi started to take over and then they going back to the original thing. Was it planned? Was it not planned? There's a, actually a really good documentary on that as well, but Pepsi was always 
catering to the you know the, the new generation. I mean that was that was their tagline. You know they had Michael Jackson, they had they had all these big names, uh, and and so if you were younger, you were drinking Pepsi, unless you live in Atlanta, you know the home of Coca Cola, uh, but you were drinking Pepsi because that's what the cool kids were doing. So they had this idea that they would do Pepsi points, right? Where every time you purchase a Pepsi, you get X amount of points. So there's this <laughs> this dude, I think he was in college at the time, you know, probably stoned out of his mind, and he's watching this Pepsi commercial, and uh, it's funny how he explains it. And, you know, they're like, you know, for, for 50 points, you get a hat. For 100 points, you get a sweatshirt. You know, this is that. And then at the very... So these people, have you guys ever seen the movie Summer Rental with John Candy? We're, <laughs> we're just strangers walk by the place that they're renting. Just like, yeah. like there's public access to the beach. Look behind me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this, <laughs> she wearing a poncho? Yeah. Why is there a gaggle of old ladies in your backyard? I don't know. They look like they're, they're getting ready to stake land in Oklahoma. <laughs> She's going to camp out right there. <laughs> Oh, I think I'm looking I, at you. Uh, I th- oh, there's, oh, gotcha. there's this one's a rapper. Do they see inside? Yeah, they're looking at me right now. Oh, they're staring at you. Okay. Two for one apple teenies at Scruffy's on the water. Let's go. <laughs> there's a black guy wearing combat boots. Wait till you see this. This lady's looking at me. So don't don't, don't, don't let me lose my spot where I was talking about the, the jetpack thing. But look at this. She's, she's wearing an LL Cool J Kanga hat. Watch this. Jesus. Look at her! Look at her! Look at her! Here she is! Here she comes! Here she comes! Mama said, "Knock you out!" Mama said, "Knock you out!" Oh, look at this guy! Uh, are they staying there? Or are they just wandering why, around? Like, why are there so many people in your backyard? I There's don't, at least fifteen people. I don't know what's going on right now. It's so weird. How big is that Airbnb? Not that big. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh my god! Why are they here? Are they going on the dock or just looking at the water? I don't know. Can the people in the neighborhood all just go back there? It's I don't. Private? I don't know any of the probably, answers to these questions. I don't. It's know. It's probably a shared dock. You gotta be. But that's still a it's lot a of people. dock. Yeah. Yeah. What if they all took off their clothes and jumped in the water at the same time? <laughs> Polar plunge. <laughs> that lady. Oh, smoking, she down. That lady's smoking a cigarette. Look at that. She just put her foot in the water. I think she's, mm-hmm. she's, like she's tapping. I think she's got a, a ritual dance or something. If what's, gators are there, people shouldn't be in the water either, should they? I don't know. What's what's why is this guy coming up here? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> He's like, we all lost Wi-Fi. We're going outside. <laughs> oh, here's this guy's hotspot. <laughs> oh, here he goes connect to it. <laughs> Crash everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. They're looking at my my makeshift <laughs> fence that I put in there. It's Nunya. Get out of here. It's Nunya. Look at this. Right, watch this. You're going to look right at His name's Joe. Mosquito Joe is his name. Oh, that's probably his company. He's got it on his shirt and his hat. He's Mosquito Joe. Oh, they're getting on the boat. They're going on a boat ride. What a shitty day to go on a boat ride. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Where the fuck are you from? North Dakota? This sucks out here right now. <laughs> Anyway, so Pepsi wears my jetpack. Um, there's this commercial. They start talking I think about he's just wears my jet. Well, I'm sorry. Oh, where's my I think jet? He just wears my jet. You're right. It's not a jetpack. It's a jet. So there's this commercial, and it's like 50 points, Pepsi points for a hat, 100 for a shirt, blah blah blah. And then at the very end, 
there's this Harrier jet, and if you don't know what a Harrier jet is, it's a military aircraft that does not need a, a, uh, a tarmac to take off. It just floats up. It's got you know jets underneath the wings, and it just floats up. It's really cool. So this kid lands in this, uh, at the school in a Harrier jet, and then at the bottom, it has, you know, Harrier jet, 7 million Pepsi points or something like that. And there's no disclaimer. You know, usually, you know, they're, they're obviously making a joke. Everybody knows this, but there is no disclaimer that says, haha, this is a joke. You can't really get a Harrier jet for 7 million Pepsi points or whatever <laughs> it was. So this stoner dude was like, fuck, is that what I think it is? And so now remember, this is a time and day where you can't rewind your television. You know, you don't even have D, you don't have DVR, you don't have TiVo, you don't have any of that stuff. So he has to wait for it to air again. And when he does, he records it on a VHS tape and he keeps watching it over and over again to see if there's any disclaimer. There's no disclaimer. So he's got this buddy that's way older than he is. It's a weird relationship. And this guy's crazy, but he's got tons of money. And, uh, and he takes it to him and he's like, Hey, let's buy a Harrier jet. You know, I'll, I'll need like $700,000 to buy enough Pepsi product for 7 million points or again, I don't remember what the number well, that was. was his, that was his second plan. His first plan was actually to buy all the Pepsis and they'd have like warehouses spread out across the country and they have people like kind of ripping the tags off and stuff like that. And then he saw there was something in the catalog. There was like a, there was a thing at the bottom that says you can also purchase additional Pepsi points oh, for yeah. 10 cents, but he still needed the guy. Yeah. Uh-huh, he still yeah. Need, what the hell's that noise? Oh my God. This guy's back here spraying for mosquitoes. That's Joe. That's what he does. Daddy was Mosquito Joe. Yeah, but look at this shit. I gotta take my dogs back there. Do you see this? Look at this. Yeah. Watch this. He's spraying me at the window. A lot. <laughs> he didn't even check with me. He's Fuck. like, talk about that guy with the microphone looking out the window. What the shit? Talk about what the shit, man? He's putting poison on the ground. I gotta take my dogs out there. You better not spray it over by my dog gate. I went the window and ask him how long until you take your dogs out. <laughs> yeah, no shit, dude. That's fucking shitty, man. Well, it looks sure like it's going over by the gate. Yeah, I'm gonna get this area good and good and <laughs> mosquito. There's a there's a giant here. Let me show you. There's a giant. Can you see the giant chicken? You see that? Oh, yeah, nice cock. Yeah, there's a giant metal cock over there. It's a yard decoration. You just spread it. Mosquito Joe just spread a little pissed off about this. Like at our Airbnb, we specifically don't have workers when guests are there. You know? Look at this. I got Mosquito Joe juice all over my window. <laughs> Look at that. That's poison. That bird that was flying around is probably dead. What the shit? Anyway. Yeah, they all just drop it out of the sky into the <laughs> yard. So, but but in both cases, um, Brandon, in both cases, he needed this guy's money. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, that's as far as I've gotten is to where you just said, where he saw uh, that you could buy the additional points because they were like, oh, my God, this is going to be way too much money. It's not just the – it wasn't just like $700,000 in the points. It was like you had to buy this industrial space. You had to buy, you know, shipping. You had, you had like all these things that went into it. And the money guy was like, I'm out. He was like, I, I'm, I, I'm not going to do it. This is just too crazy. And then he finds that you can just buy the points. He's like, hey, you can just buy the points. So that's when the money guy gets in. But I haven't seen after that. 
So I'm, I'm tapped. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty good deal, though. I mean, 700000 for a $32 million jet, pretty good deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really good deal. <laughs> So anyway, if you're looking, at, I was thinking, I was telling my mom, I was like, we should watch that together. So, well, it's kind of like, uh, wasn't the, there a radio station did a bit like that where they were giving away like a Hummer and it was a joke. It was like a toy Hummer and they, they sued them and they had the radio station had to buy them an actual Hummer. Yeah, no, it was a, t- you hear that? That's fucking mosquito <laughs> Joe, like backed up against my window right now. Um, <laughs> and he just gave me like the look like it's all good, man. I got you. Oh shit, man. Um, so uh no, it was a Toyota. Not a toy Hummer. It was a Toyota. So they were like, we're giving away a Toyota. Like peop like a Toyota, like a car, but it was actually a toy Yoda, the doll. Oh yeah, there's that, yeah. Yeah. That was it was and then they <laughs> I think they had to the, they had to pay it off uh with that. We did when I was when we first got in the radio business. Uh, 95, 96 is it, Mars was a big topic, a topic of conversation. And I think we had landed something on Mars at that time or uh, something was going on. So I, I, you know, I'm just trying to get on the radio at that time. I'm part of this morning show. So I'm pitching bits and ideas all the time. And one of the first ideas and bits, and now there are two other interns, keep in mind, at the, at, and they, they had seniority over me, and that's kind of how it worked. Is like if there was a street stunt bit, and that was the only way really for you to get airtime, um, <clears throat> the seniority guys would get it. So I was like, well, if I keep pitching bits to these guys, then maybe I'll get some airtime. <laughs> so I pitched this idea based off of this Mars story. I said, why don't we go out dressed as aliens and say that we've got pieces of Mars to give away and give away Mars bars, you know, and put, you know, the morning show sticker on it or something or the radio station sticker. They fucking love the idea. It was a great idea. So, uh, that morning we're getting ready and it's me and this other intern, Stan, the monkey boy. And we're going out there to do these, uh, to, to give away pieces of Mars. And we're like, you know, we'd be at different street corners. Like, Hey, we're at the corner of 1792. And, you know, come out here and, you know, dude, I'm an alien and we've got pieces of Mars to give away and that kind of thing. Crazy, wacky, zany 90s radio. So we get to work the next morning. So, I mean, like I didn't sleep the night before. I was so excited. I'm like, this is my big radio bit. I was like, so they have this alien costume and they're like, you're going to be the alien. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, this is awesome. I'm, I'm also the alien. I didn't expect to be the alien. I thought I was just going to do the play by play. This is great. So we go out there and... I find out very quickly the alien doesn't talk. So Stan (laughs) was doing the play-by-play. I just sat there in this alien outfit. (laughs) It was my (laughs) bit. And I almost quit over that. That almost ended my radio career because I got back and I was pissed. And they were like, why are you you so mad? And I just, like, really met these guys. I was like, because I fucking pitched the idea. I go, I thought that's how it works. If you pitch the idea... And I think I remember them apologizing for it, actually. I was like, nobody else is. And I threw everybody else under the bus. I was like, nobody else is pitching fucking ideas. I'm pitched this idea. Now, I might be like a month into the business, but I gave you a really good idea or I gave you a good bit. And I'm the alien that doesn't talk. That's some bullshit. <laughs> so, I <was> like, <laughs> so I think they let I, I think I got pissed off during the bit and um and they let me talk. Uh, they let me talk at the end. I think that's. They let me say like one word. And then the rest of the day, I was just like, I was like, "Hey, did you guys hear me on the radio? Did you guys hear me on the radio?" So, 
Anyway, um, all right, so cool. We got that going on. We'll finish up here uh, on a Friday with Better With Fuck. Um, you guys are going to like this because you like when I do the trivia with Better With Fuck. Yesterday, Thanksgiving, so these are all going to be Thanksgiving Day movies with trivia. Whatever we do, it's better with fuck. What? Everything's better with the fuck. And if you're ready to give a fuck about your health, then check out Chef Erica, ericanicoleday.com, experienced culinary medicine consultant and private chef with medical and high-end restaurant background. Available for consulting on meal planning or for weight loss as well, helping with medical conditions or strict macros for bodybuilding, fitness training, etc. Chef Erica, a fantastic human being. EricaNicoleDay.com. Get your fitness on. That'd be a good Christmas prize, right? Give somebody the gift of losing weight. All right. Let me uh, let me pull up my trivia. i got to find it. Shit. <clears throat> These are all Thanksgiving Day-related movies. Okay. Oh, here we go. You guys follow? All right. So, yes. Got it. Yeah. Here's the first one. You and Daddy have fuck powers. What's it? It's this thing we saw in 60 Minutes. Some twins have fuck powers, and they can feel when the other one's hurt. Oh, Jack and I could do that. Fuck powers. What Thanksgiving-related movie is that? Mm, that Adam Sandler? That's yeah, definitely that's Adam Sandler. Sandler. <laughs> it is Adam Sandler. But what, but what Thanksgiving movie is he in? Related Thanksgiving related movies, very tough. <clears throat> just like Billy when we, Madison. Just like when we did the top three, and we we're talking about like uh, Christmas has got its own old jo- genre, and Thanksgiving yeah. doesn't. <laughs> you know, so there's not really a Thanksgiving movie, uh, or not many of them, I should say. But this was a a scene in a movie that's Thanksgiving related. Sounded like he was using some kind of accent. So was it like um, Little Nicky? I just watched that last night. It was a good movie. Uh-uh. I like it. It is or probably Mr. De- Mr. Deeds. No, it's a, it's a, it's an, if there's such thing, an off Adam Sandler movie, a B Adam Sandler movie. At least it would be. Mm. Uh, uh, Grown Ups. No, no, that's an A movie. That's with a little kid. I think. It's not Big Daddy, right? No, this is this is one that. You don't, it's not your go to Adam Sandler movie, at least not, not to anybody that I know. Mm, uncut Gems? No, this is way older than that. Oh, it's an old one? Okay. Uh, longest Yard? Over 10 years old. Is it the one he played with? Uh, he played himself and they're both twins? Mm-hmm. Shit. What's, uh, fuck. What's the name of that? Is it the uh, one with Drew Barrymore? No, that's my boy. It, no, no. Uh, I think it's the one with the twins where he plays he plays both parts and it's really fucking bad. It is. Oh shit. Fuck. <laughs> this uh uh oh god. Wait, he <laughs> plays both people? Yeah, he plays him and his sister. I can't think of the name though. Oh yeah. Um Damn. Miss uh God. Two names. Uh, Very simple uh, names and they start with the same letter. Uh you do dog. one of these on a daily basis, Brandon. Uh, eat. No, that's not a name. 
Oh, it's a name. Oh, Jack. Yeah. Jack and Jill. There yep. you go. Jack and Jill. Jack off. Yes. <laughs> Jack off. Yes. <laughs> uh, 2011 was that one. 2011. So that was pretty bad. All right, Nate, you want to write it? Yeah. Nate, Nate, you want to write it? Go ahead. Uh, I'll give that a seven. I like the, I can't even remember what it was now, honestly, but I remember the, the first fuck was really funny. Okay. Seven. That's good. I, can you keep track? Cause I don't have anything to write down with please. Somebody. Nikki. Uh, I also was going to give it a seven. I like where you placed the word. All right, thank good. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. Thank you. I, I liked it. it. All right, cool. I like the double set powers. You get an applause for an eight. Another one. Okay. Here's my second one. So big Mike, you like fuck. Cause tomorrow I think I'm gonna have to show you how it's done. <laughs> big Mike. Do you like to fuck? Yeah. So tomorrow I'm going to show you how it's done. What's the movie? Blindside? Yeah, Blindside. You know the year? Uh, 2012? No. 2009. Oh. Mm-hmm. 2009. Nate? How do you like that one? Score it up. Uh, I like the first one a little bit better in the double fuck, uh, so I think I will give this one a six. Ooh, not good. Nikki? Dang, Nate's reading my mind. I was giving this one a six, too. I didn't really like this one much. Uh, well, you don't have to say that. Just say <laughs> very negative of you. Okay, Brandon? Yeah, Brandon loves this one. Uh, not, not his favorite as my first one. I'm going to give it a seven. Not his favorite as my first one. Okay, so no applause is given on that one. Actually enjoyed that one. I like that. Big Mike, do you like to fuck? Okay, here's the last one. Thanksgiving-related scenes in movies. Thanksgiving-related movies. Third one, Aaron. I swear to you. This will be your most memorable fuck. The one that you'll want the rest of your life. The one that you say, man, it was never as good as that night. So let this night be great. Enjoy the taste of Leo's ball. (laughs) Rock and roll. Most memorable fuck of all time. What's the movie? Uh, The Wedding Singer? No. Big Daddy? No. (laughs) Happy Gilmore? No. Eight Crazy Nights? No. <laughs> Leo's balls. <laughs> I didn't even have to add that. Um, it's it's Mr. Deeds. No, it's not. It's it's not the horror movie that I can't watch again. It's the Adam Sandler movie. Oh, it's uh, is it where it's kind of a newer one? No, it's still uh, another fucking person walking in my backyard. <laughs> now, this is uh, 2009. 51st Dates. No. Uh, just go with it. Okay, I am. Oh, is that your answer? No. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> is Adam Sandler. <laughs> Funny People. Funny People. With Seth Rogen. Oh. Jonah Hill. Uh, okay. Was that, was that not Adam Sandler in there? Yeah, Adam Sandler, Seth oh, Rogen. Okay. Yeah, I think it was an Apatow movie, you know, because it had all the Apatow guys in there. It's actually a really good movie. If you've never seen it. It's it's like Adam Sandler uh drama drama dry comedy. It's not your typical Adam Sandler stuff, you know. And, and which is another fucking guy. This guy looks like he's about to kick someone's ass. What the <laughs> fuck? How many people can fit on this boat? Jesus Christ. Like there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've counted eight people. Oh, there's Is there a yacht back there? A yacht? No, it's a, 
It's a small little pontoon boat that fits sex-ish. What? Is there another unit upstairs? I saw the, the lady go upstairs. Yeah, so there's yeah. she the, the person that owns this place, it's it used to be one house, and she split it into two so she can get uh, okay. double the rent. And then the garage, she's actually thinking if she keeps it because it's for sale, she's going to transform it to uh, a third so she can get triple the income, which is smart. You know, because these are pretty good size, actually, for what it is. I mean, if it were just this house must have been pretty big because the just the us right now, it's perfect. It's great. Um, so but she doesn't have any ice. She doesn't have an ice maker, which is stupid. Not God. a fan of that. <laughs> so, to no ice. I want to I want to I want to install one for her, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, that's that. Uh, PodcastTheBS.com. Don't forget, that's our website. Please subscribe. If you subscribe, just know all of your money is going to putting in an AC unit in my mother's house. Okay, Wait, which one won? We didn't get to vote on the last one. Oh, shit. Sorry. See, these, these people in the back are fucking me up. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Nikki, you go first. Well, sorry. open the window. Let's have them vote, too. <laughs> no. Yeah, no shit. They're distracting me. I'm sorry. Nikki, what's your vote? My vote is a nine. That's my favorite clip. Sorry. I was just going right Nate. by it, right? All the work that I'm putting in and just you get an applause. Wait. Nate? Uh, I, I'll i go eight with this one. Yeah, I like that's, this one the that's, best, that's I think. That's a good one. Yeah. Brandon? Yeah, I'm going to give it eight also. I like this one. That, that, that's our uh, winner. Okay, that's yeah. our winner. That's our winner, no doubt. Here you go. I swear to you, this will be your most memorable. Fuck! The one that you want the rest of your life, the one that you say, man, it was never as good as that night. So let this night be great. Enjoy the taste of Leo's ball. <laughs> Rock and roll. There you go. Leo's balls. Leo is Seth Rogen, I believe, in the show. It's really funny. He's dying of cancer, and I can't do this. Next time, we, because you know, we'll record another time, I'm closing the blinds. <laughs> Closing the blinds. Better light. Anyway. I can't focus because these people keep coming out of nowhere. Like right the side of the house, they're coming from up top now. Coming from the side of the house, they're scary. Look like they're in the cartel. Probably going back home to Nate's house. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Cartel from, from the lake. <laughs> they're gonna have to walk the boat a little ways. Uh, Podcastthebs.com. Just know if you become a premium two percenter and you subscribe, you get the the episodes early before anybody else. You get commercial free episodes, and all of your money is going to an AC unit for right now. Okay, just know that, please. <laughs> uh, if you do want to be an advertiser, we just signed on a new advertiser, which I can't wait to welcome him and his company to the show. If that interests you, reach out to us via social media. You can email us the Bailey Show Podcast at Gmail. All that information is on podcastthebs.com. Our social media, like, share, uh, be a part of the, our social community. They're fun. Everybody's having a good time, especially with this laptop thing on the uh, Two Percenters group. But, you know, our, our YouTube page, tons of content on there. If you could just share some of the stuff with people in your network, we'd appreciate. Um, but there's a lot of stuff. Nate does a really good job with the website. So uh, please, podcastthebs.com. Did you guys just hear that noise? No, no, no. What, what was it? It sounded like a gunshot. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sure it was not a gunshot. No. Mosquito Joe, number one suspect. Dude, I just heard a door <laughs> slam or a gunshot. One of the two. Yeah. It was the lady above you coming down. Yeah. Well, he went up there with her, I think, and 
Let's see who comes down. Just one. Probably killed her. All right. Uh, One. uh, Nate, you got anything before we get out? Happy Friday, fuckers. Happy Friday, fuckers. All right. uh, Nickety. My vote counts, damn it. Yes, it does. And Brandon. Uh, Don't get in a relationship till after Valentine's Day. That a boy. All right, look, have yourself a great, safe weekend. Uh, We appreciate you listening. Appreciate the support. If you're going to be doing some drinking this weekend, understand we get it. But if you've had too much, please don't get behind the wheel of a car. I've lost way too many friends like that. I don't want to lose you. All right, thanks again. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support podcastbs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.